welcome to the Polarized Podcast. I'm your host, James. Uh, welcome again. We're back at the Polarized Kingdom. We're talking about all of the Polarized movies to fit all of your Polarized movies needs. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we will be talking about a movie known as, I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry. Uh, let me give you those figures. We got a 14% from the critics. We got a 69% uh, from the from the audience. Uh, I seem to see my co-host is uh, somewhat titillated maybe by that number. I'm not sure. Ooh, oh, he's bouncing. He's bouncing him around. Uh, let's get him in here. We got uh, my lovely co-host, Mr. Great Brandini. How are you doing t- today? We're uh, we're talking polarizing movies. Yeah, we are. We're talking polarizing movies because we're polarized. The podcast we talk about polarizing movies since Rotten Tomato scores, man. That's right. and I'm pumped about this movie. At first, I hated it, and then I love it, and now I'm excited even more so to talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's if I didn't explain it enough, it's movies that you know audiences and critics disagree on. Either audiences love it, critics hate it, vice versa. And uh, the critics fucking hate this movie. The audiences uh, give it a 69%. They generally like it. Uh, Brandon, you seem to be mixed on how you feel about it. I'm curious to see how that develops. But uh, Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to let it develop. <laughs> yes, this is developing right before our very eyes. Oh, my God. Right in front of your very ears. It is, it is, it is just tickling uh, the fancies. I'm developing so hard right now. Me and you both, <laughs> me and you both co-host of mine. We, uh, I now pronounce Brandini and I, uh, as, as developing. Yeah. Yep. This, this is developing very nicely as, as, as I is. like to say. Um, and we're developing and we're developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In moments of, yeah. When you're, when you're unsure, I try to remind myself, I, I'm developing. Yeah. Whether, you, whether it's conscious or not, I'm, I am developing. Oh, totally. And another thing, too, that you just have to, you know, kind of accept and let flow through you is these are just movies. Oh, my God. Ultimately, ultimately they're just movies. And so, yeah, there's. Even even at its worst, it is you just it goes like you can just let it flow through you. I guess I'm just trying to promote a sense Mm of. There are frustrating and problematic things in this movie, and we'll talk about them. But just a little hint, a little, little teaser is if you watch if, if you watch it again or if you just like really come at it from a perspective of I'm going to just let it flow through you. Some of this movie's fun. It sounds like you're 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 developing a real uh, fondness for for Chuck and Larry and uh this is this is our our movie that has our second movie that has to do kind of with weddings loosely I guess we did the wedding date last week within that time yep. you me mm-hmm. and a little certain special someone went went Name on a bachelor <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I wish oh actually no we don't want to pre that's no, the whole thing I'm, in that movie no. right it's like oh great to pre-breeze here oh, fuck? what kind of name is dupree anyways i mean yeah like the dog. old title for that movie would have been third wheel 
Yeah, the third wheel. But no, they had to name it you, me, and Dupree. I guess we're Great here talking job. about it. We wouldn't be <laughs> Great punch up. I, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh that's quite the character that Dupree. They gotta be. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh wow. What a hoot. They did not join us on this little little bachelor party. We we went went to uh in right. celebration for our our good friend yep. Christian, past guest uh mm-hmm. on the on the rent episode, uh our good friend Christian. Um yes. but this guest has also been on other guests, yes. Uh, episodes, some including the Tomorrow War, also Armageddon, and to return for yet another sci-fi adventure of, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, we bring back <laughs> Mike Sims, aka Blarge Jr. Get get in here, Blarge. Hey, dude, guys. This is uh, this is fun because this is now going to be I'm, I'm branching out into new territory here. I'm going to get into the psychological psyche now. I'm going to give you guys takes of, uh, you know, that are not space related. Uh, exactly. We're bringing this down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I'll just, you know, enter you as well and say that. You are a down to earth guy. And even though we've had you on these heady movies, you love space. We've talked about it. I mean, if anybody's, this is the kind of bonus material you get if you watch us stream on Twitch is um, Blarge, a.k.a. Mike, is, has a, like, what is that light? Um, like a, ga- one of those galaxy lights. It's a galaxy um, projector. Thank you. Yep. So huge space fan. But you know what? I would say you're one of the most down to earth people that I know. and this movie is very down to earth. And the reason that I, you know, you're here, (laughs) not only because we like to talk to you as well, but the reason that you're here is because I think you, I think you enjoy this movie. Yeah. I mean, I think you expressed an interest at least. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I'm interested to see what I'm going to score this movie. I'm feeling pretty closely aligned with the critics. Although I, I would say, I feel it's interesting. Wow. Okay. Or no, sorry, not the critics. No, no, sorry. Not the critics. Uh, audience. the, the audiences, my bad. The, yeah. The But like even the audience, I feel like for, for a lot of the movies that you guys have done, I feel like there's been more polarizing stats, like, because the the I feel like the a sixty nine percent is relatively low in terms of audience scores that we've seen. Um, right. Yeah. In terms of that, yeah. like it's there's there's some that reach higher heights, and this is one that has lower lows in terms of the score, I guess. But between the disparity of those of those two, it's it's pretty that's vast. True. And it's I mean sixty nine. It's it might as well be a seventy. And there's plenty of movies that I like a lot that I would give a 70 i don't know like a seven i, I don't know is is relatively solid and yeah. i feel like i would after walking out of uh a lot of movies that i yeah i'd be like oh that was pretty good i yeah it's like i'd give it a seven um it's relatively high praise but i do know i do know what you mean uh with with that i i think the rules are a little loose here as long as we i i like to just see that little rotten sign on one side and that little like fresh sign on the other yes. And that's the best mm-hmm. ind- indication for me. And we've had some with, yeah, greater disparities or, yeah, like I said, some with like some of the higher, higher highs. But even with those higher highs, 
sometimes the people that don't like it really like don't hate it. They might just be like, eh, it's kind of whatever. So that disparity might remain, mm. remain the same. It's kind of hard to find the ones that like you either really fucking hate it or you really and and really, really like it. I think, yeah, those ones are kind of like the gems for this polarized kingdom of ours. Oh, for sure. Where people just go crazy for that. Those those di- those digits that are so different. <laughs> those polar bears love it. <laughs> Digital differences. Digital differences. Oh, <laughs> Give me, I want more. Uh, more, please. Well, uh, Chuck and Larry, well, uh, what's your history with uh, the Sandman? I guess I should ask Large Junior, yeah. Mr. Mr. Michael Sims. Uh, any uh, any favorites, any sort of uh, other Sand, Sandler uh, type things that you partake in? Any opinion on the guy, past, present, future? <laughs> uh, I mean, overall, big fan. Big yeah. fan of Adam Sandler. I think he's done a lot of good movies, like overall. And also, I think he's like a pretty funny comedian. Like I've mm. seen some of his stand up. Yeah, I, I think like I, I really like the earlier stuff, you know, like uh, the Billy Madison's and mm-hmm. the, the Happy Gilmore's, you know? Oh, yes. Like, uh, sure. like, like those, like those are just he, he was like, they were on a roll, man. That whole group of people. Um, I think mm-hmm. we're good, but then like you kind of like he like transitioned into this like family man, I guess, or I don't know. He like maybe started maturing a little bit, and he started making movies like Fifty First Dates, mm-hmm. you know, which also I really liked. Like I really liked that movie. It still had a lot of like the humor, but then it kind of had a little bit more of like the the serious side. Yeah, and brought back her uh, True Barrymore from the the Wedding Singer, one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, and another great great movie great that's movie. another old old school one that i that i forgot about that's actually kind of like that was like showing a little early on his more serious side on yeah. honestly i feel like the wedding singer mm-hmm. um but yeah out of all of those like i think i would rate a lot of those higher than than this one mm-hmm. but minor sure. beef with this movie is really just the script. <laughs> coming in, okay the script <laughs> coming in yeah. On, yeah yeah it was just it was For honestly sure. Just like the script. It was just, that's the only thing. Cause everything else I, I liked, like, I thought it was, I thought it was like fun. I thought all the characters were fun. Like I th- everything about it, I thought was like pretty fun, but it was just really the writing that kind of like <laughs> I feel stuck it. out for me. Oh, before we go any further with that, I was going to ask yeah. uh, great Brandini. Do you, uh, do you have any history with uh, Sandler that you want to, you want to share or any like uh, affection or hatred or, or uh, polarizing feelings yourself about the guy and in, in general? Cause I feel like, him as a figure, especially present day Sandler is like almost like a polarizing kind of guy himself. Not in that he's like making grand political statements that people are divided on. He's just like his body of work more recently and his Netflix deal and everything. It's kind of just like people uh, have their feelings about it and they either, they either like it or they don't uh, you know, whatever his like however many picture deal on Netflix. But do, do you have like a history with him Brandini? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the earliest memories I have of uh, the Sandman is uh, we we had family friends. So growing up, there was this family that my dad was friends with the dad of that family, and they would come visit us from Arizona from time to time. And they had in their car, and they would travel a lot. They were a pretty well traveled family. On like did you know would go out to like lakes and do stuff like that and what have you. And uh, so their car had a um a, like a t not a TV a uh 
Yeah, well, a TV screen and a VHS player in it. And I remember them coming, uh, you know, having got there to visit us. And uh, the the son of that family who was, you know, we obviously were friends. Um, he had Billy Madison in the car and was talking about how great of a movie that was. And I, yeah, like that was my experience and like, Oh, cause he was an older kid. So I looked up to him and he was, he's a very cool guy. He's a lawyer right now. He's an incredible guy. And, um, yeah. Like, so I looked up to him cause you know, he, yeah, he was the cool older kid. And, uh, yeah. Then, so he showed me Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler is, is no was cool. And, uh, yeah, so much of like my fondness for him is, is that, you know, especially as a guy growing up in America during the time that Adam Sandler was making movies is like, I was a teenager. So he had such crass humor, a lot of like tits, fart jokes, like really just making fun of every, like, like stereotypes and stuff. And that was so much of the comedy back then. And it was, um, you know, very quotable movies, a lot of experiences, just, you know, again, growing up and, uh, you know, saying lines to Adam Sandler movies as like, that's how you would just joke with your friends, you know, in school and whatnot. And I think we've talked about the, that on the, this pod James and, uh, definitely. Yeah. So really, yeah, I, I think I would, say that uh adam sandler is an integral part of growing up for me and so i do have a yeah quite a fondness for him but yeah kind of speaking to like you know loving the old ones as opposed to where he is now yeah there he was a younger man so all of the movies that he was like the role he inhabited in the comedy made so much sense because Mm. he was like a younger man but he was like it, it, it was essentially like somebody in their late 20s acting like they're just turned 21 or even younger for Billy Madison. There's just an arrested development in a lot of his characters. Mm-hmm. And um, and he talks like a baby. Kind of. yeah, he just, and, and he just has these weird idiosyncrasies <laughs> that just <laughs> I just like it's like Goo Goo Gaga speak or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And almost like a like at that time, like a rebellious side that people kind of latched onto as well of kind of sure. like he almost represented kind of that punk like or I guess more grunge kind of Nirvana generation grunge. like mm-hmm. of of his style and he played the guitar and songs um and was talented in different ways and kind of had like that that edge. I think people were seeking like edgy kind of things at that time, and he had that sort of like kind of kind of he's gonna flip off or like go coke like lose his mind every now and then and get angry and start screaming and 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 whatever and then i don't know and then he's also he also plays off this like occasionally this like i don't know the suave kind of cool guy sort of thing (laughs) like especially in this movie where I, i don't know it's like he seems like the coolest bully at the high school or something like this bully that was like would prank people and maybe not, not like super mean sort of bully where he would like steal your lunch money or he yeah. would just kind of like pick on people that would look different than him yeah. <laughs> and make fun of people's appearances and whether it's their fat or their different gender or whatever it is, or they race, yeah, they look, yeah, race, or race or stuff and whatever it is. Yeah. He, he, he just, uh, 
his his humor comes from kind of poking fun at people for their differences is is kind of their thing and so uh it was kind of funny when you see this inept like kind of child man kind of who doesn't belong in like i high society like uh billy madison with essentially mm-hmm, like uh sure. el- like rich elite kind of people uh right that his that you know his his father like work for his father and stuff like that and like happy gilmore he's uh Same doing happy, golf yeah. and kind of taking taking shit on golf and mr deeds is kind of like the same thing as well he gets all this money and he goes and it's like oh this normal guy's got to deal with like all oh, these people and it's like fun to see him as like a more normal kind of salt of the earth guy deal with all these people with their heads up their asses kind of um but where this one lies with within all that is kind of Actually, interesting yeah it is right, kind of like it is around the time of like some, Mr. Deeds writing like Click and Fifty First mm-hmm. States and shit. Like it's kind of around that time, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, also to piggyback off and transition from what you're saying is, is like that is the character that Adam Sandler is playing in this movie because he is for sure playing a character because he doesn't. He th- there are things that he does that is really exaggerated and has that like oh, goo- goofy. Um, yeah, uh, he's the most heterosexual man in the man, fucking world. Fucking, he that's is what I so said, hetero. Oh my God. He is so hetero. He's aggressively hetero. Heterosexual person that ever existed. And that (laughs) in itself, and that right there is an example of like, if you just let the comedy flow through you, it's really funny because him being the most heterosexual person is funny. Yeah. It's kind of like, it reminded me of like uh, his, his character in big daddy a little bit. Oh, and Big Daddy, yeah, yeah, Big Daddy, that's oh, yeah. definitely like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because he was kind of like a ladies' man in that one, someone that was like irresponsible and kind of taking advantage of certain situations and maybe right. maybe people as well. Um, yeah, totally, I can see that. But but this, yeah, this this Adam Sandler fucks this this guy. Well, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, he 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 gets he gets around, and he is a self described whore. Um, as he says in, in the movie. Uh, so that was, that was an interesting just kind of angle. I, I guess he's got Zohan too. He fucks in that movie. I mean, it's just like every now and oh, then. Yeah. Sandler just, he just, he just fucks man. And you know, having listened to some like movie podcasts where they talk about, you know, what it takes to be a leading man in a movie. It's really interesting. His tra- Adam Sandler's trajectory, because in order to be a, leading man in a movie that like is put out in movie theaters you have to be a lothario you can't just be the you can't be little nicky every time like a almost an asexual weirdo mm-hmm. you in order to be a weirdo you have to also fuck and then that will like kind of keep people thinking that you are worthy of a leading man role and it's been hilarious for his like also it's it's really hilarious to me because Adam Sandler puts like since they are these like re- just crazy characters, there's so much of me thinking that he reads this and he's like, I love the fact that this guy fucks all the time. And he just is gravitating towards those types of roles where there is some kind of like, well, this is, this is a happy Madison. This is a happy Madison production, right? I don't know what the, 
chronology in terms of those movies are and when he starts doing more producing and putting his own work out with that Mm -hmm. crew of guys all those guys in that fire station like are in all of his movies and another another favorite of mine water water boy um you know that guy that's like <laughs> you know like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy just always cracks me up and like anytime he's just Wait, got who that is he, who is he he's just one of he the fire the- he's one of the fire guys i think he's one of the first people to like stand up and like when they're like it's like the firemen are sitting on this jury box almost in that like they almost had like so a, i know it was almost like they were the jury of it or something <laughs> yeah. but he like <laughs> He they like stands up. Like, You're gonna have to take me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's, like, he's the guy I, that has like cross eyes in the Water Boy. Yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah. And then the the coach who can't understand a Water Boy is like a is a homeless person. And this one, you got David Spade, Rob Schneider, like all his all, all of his crew is um is here. The the grandma's boys, uh, guys. Yeah. whatever. like you know, I just every everybody's here. They, even like I think one guy's from like the longest yard. The guy who's like I'm a ten. I'm a ten. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Even when, and then I was even thinking like, oh, these are a bunch of New York firemen, and they didn't get Steve Buscemi to be a New York fireman I at know, the beginning. Right? I was like blown away. I was like, where is he? Yeah. And then there was this guy there that even like the basketball scene maybe or something like that. Like that motherfucker looks a lot like Steve Buscemi, yep. and I've never seen anyone in the world look like Steve Buscemi because he's such a singular looking guy. But it seemed like they had a stand in for him. Like I guess Steve Buscemi was missing. And sure enough, he comes in later. Yeah, it was like oh, yeah. this like homophobic but also kind of like maybe closeted sort of villain um that has this his fanny pack thing was pretty funny but that was just like hilarious yeah it was so oh man he's easily my favorite character in this movie i know he has a small part but no i I liked his little his little mannerisms and when like villains are like spineless weirdos in sandler movies i kind of think it's it's funny when like you know, somebody who doesn't give a fuck like Sandler's like I got this rebellious attitude. It's just like kind of sticks it to the man who, yeah, who tends to be like yeah. in, inept or or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, and just yeah, like he was he was a he was a weirdo. And I, his little basket, <laughs> I, his his shot, like when he first introduced him, he's taking this shot, this <laughs> yeah. basketball shot, and it's the funniest form of a basketball shot I've ever seen. And he's like. <laughs> plays it off like he was really cool or something but it just no, kicked, what about, he, he like kicks his legs out and like yeah what about the hook shot on his exit that was like i almost like <laughs> oh i missed myself i was laughing so hard he's like literally leaving <laughs> oh, that wait, scene yeah. and he does the hook shot and people are like barbecuing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just hits him in his face it goes right to his face after it hits him he's like oh <laughs> like walks off he's like and just like, all right, well, back to being a fucking scumbag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, I mean, if if any, no one has ever seen this movie, mm-hmm. like Kevin James and Adam Sandler play two firemen that have to get married for these. Uh, Kevin Kevin James' wife has died, and he's looking yes. to attain benefits past her death and what can maybe someone can help explain this a bit yeah. better like he can only receive benefits to a wife or or child or he can't receive it his child can't receive it or something like that what, what it, is it's, mm-hmm, something was it was in her name and when she passed away um he was supposed to switch it over to himself and he in mourning oh. forgot mm. But yeah, I guess that's I don't know if that's how pretty a pension loose. works. It was a pretty loose. Like, it was very loose. Yeah. 
they're just like, hey, this is the plot, okay? Just we're gonna go now. They're they're getting married. Like <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a domestic such thing as domestic partnership, right? And this is right. before like gay this is like right around the time when when gay marriage is being oh, yeah. like hi- highly discussed within the United States of America and in terms of legality legality or recognizing gay marriage. And I, you know, I remember this was around time I think we were starting to vote like 2008 I was just gonna was, say it was 2007 was, was when, when this, the movie was released and right. 2008 was like the election where it was on the ballot exactly yeah, like, prop, yeah prop 8 in California was 2008 yeah. and I remember voting yeah. on that one and uh so this was yeah. just right around that time it is it is such it is such a time it like really puts you in that place this movie and it like um in in terms of not only yeah like all of Adam Sandler's movies around that time, but how, how comedy movies are being handled, um, who, who's popular and successful and what, what gets made and, and all that. And the, just the humor and what's, what's passable is, is very of this time. And it's, uh, I think that's, that's like a, an interesting thing, but we can, we can jump in, into it. I mean, yeah, Chuck and Larry, they, they got to get Chuck. Uh, it's Larry Valentine is Kevin James. And then Chuck is Adam Sandler, Larry Valentine's idea to, to get married, um, to get these benefits. But I mean, we can even, I just wanted to mention the opening. That's like the premise. Yeah, I want to mention the opening for sure. The, the, it's, the opening scene yeah. because it's Adam Sandler playing fucking basketball. And this it's guy is going it. to do <laughs> what he wants to do. And this is like screams to me. I'm like, Oh, this is for sure. A happy Madison production. Cause how are we going to start the movie? Adam Sandler's like, can we just film me doing something I do anyways, like vacation or play basketball? (laughs) Right. And they get get real quick into what you guys were alluding to before about him being a ladies man. Like that pretty much happens immediately where he's like basically getting these twin sisters to like make out in front of them and like fight over him basically. And twins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That time. Totally. We're like, a minute into the movie and there's an argument about Adam Sandler slept with the twin sister, the the twin sister of the girl that's, uh, you know, across him at his, uh, (laughs) at his basketball court. And that it just from there, uh, sets up the most heterosexual man. It is. So he, it's it starts oh, it's, with with her being ups, upset with him because he slept with her twin. The other twin shows up. They're yeah. both upset with him. He is such a master heterosexual man that he goads them into kissing each other. Yes. As a competition to please him, the man. The head, well, head, even the before head that, he, he gets the girl to make the sound that his the sister was making so that right. he could compare and That's then right. has the audacity. To be like, oh yeah, okay, that really wasn't you. That wasn't you, yeah. Oh, yeah. that moaning, no, and not then, you. Then a fire is called before they can kiss, and then they drive away with them chasing him. This is not the first time that women are just chasing that. That it's also, <laughs> also Dan Aykroyd, fire chief, love it. Correct, yeah, absolutely I, love it. He's, uh, he's, he's still like, sounds like Dan Aykroyd. I don't know. It's like oh, it's yeah. been a while since I've I've seen him. And it, he seemed like uh, the good fit for that kind of role, especially in a comedy. Yeah. And it looked like it was just like the same could have been the same fire station that fucking Ghostbusters was shot in or something too. it just like fit him being in a uniform, like giving out commands and shit and saying some really weird stuff, you know, like 
I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to, to remember, like I, I probably wrote some down, but there was, there, there were some that were just out of control, yeah, something about, but then they're said in a Dan it. Aykroyd voice. And then he says it in such a fast monotone sort of way that you just believe whatever he says. And, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah I, I don't know it's i always think of tommy boy whenever i think of dan Aykroyd, yeah. and and that's and i can literally repeat the exact line from tommy boy where he's <laughs> like doing the commercial he's like i make car parts for the american people because that's who i am and that's who i care about <laughs> yeah. oh the i delivery. fucking nailed it dude oh yeah. that's I a love fun that. movie too i enjoyed him a lot in this movie i, I thought he yeah, yeah i uh, he like you were saying, James, like fit the role. He like inhabited that character and he made sense. And the, the stuff that he said was really weird, but he's a, he's the boss. So him saying weird stuff is funny. And the things yeah. that he says wasn't like at, at where Adam Sandler, f- like is at his worst is when it's like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. And there's, I don't know, there's a grounded, uh, yeah. Perform- <laughs> there's like this groundedness to the, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character that I really enjoyed. And yeah, all of the lines were really funny. The, uh, I didn't piss in three urinals today, so it's a good day. Right. Right. His prostate's <laughs> the size of a cantaloupe, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh-huh, it's all yeah, like, yeah, some- like older, like, or a mid middle age guy kind of, kind of humor. Sure. Yeah um yeah i don't know this uh uh, the the humor in this movie didn't hit me like as well as it seems to be hitting you guys but that's that's okay i'm 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 glad we're (laughs) we're on this ride for this podcast and i'm glad we're we're having this conversation i wasn't sure how to break it but i think as we go along i just want to get that out earlier rather than later that yes (laughs) this humor like that's cool that you guys enjoyed it but this was not hitting for me i was more just like like I want to be. Why do you say that? Oh God! Oh, twins! Oh, he wants twin cest. Oh, oh. I was, you know what though? I totally sim. I sympathize because, especially the twins thing. Because yeah, that I'll agree with you on that. Those parts of the movie where I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yikes! (laughs) Like he's just. Oh, and because also, too, it it leaves with he's I got to go save the city or whatever he says, like, I got to go save the world. And then he's just on the back of the Mr. February, baby, Mr. February. And they have the out of nowhere. They have the calendar and they're just like, Mr. February, man, what a what a guy. And uh, that was, yeah, very cringe uh, because, yeah, it. I wasn't the first to say know. it, but yes, I was doing a lot of that during this movie. I, I think yeah. I was doing a lot of a lot of the a lot of the cringing. Did you have something to say, Mike? Well, I was just I was trying to get to the point of like the type of humor that I thought was funny. Because to mm-hmm. me, my yeah. like tagline, one line summary of this movie is that they wrote the jokes before they wrote the movie. Sure. Because sure. the one liners, like the zingers, I found were like the parts where I laughed the most, where I was like, oh my God, that's funny. So like when Dan Aykroyd or something, right, said mm-hmm. a joke, a quick one-liner, right, or any of those quick one-liners that came out, that's where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's this is funny. But when it was like, the scene had to be funny, right? Or like, like right. I, it was totally. just, it was something about like the writing and the structure of the movie that I was like, I really feel like they didn't spend a whole lot of time on that part like they were just going around the room mm-hmm. with like what's funny jokes and like let's r- write scenes around funny jokes rather than like have scenes be funny and have like improvised funny one-liners maybe during the movie i feel like if that was the approach of the movie then it would have probably 
been a little bit better. But yeah, the one-liners to me were great. I love those. I thought that was funny. Maybe it was a little slapstick and coarse sometimes, but like still. I, th- I, think the, I think the premise is there's a, there's a funny version of this premise uh, out, out there. Like while this, while this version didn't really like tickle my fancy as much, the thing that I kept thinking about with this movie to relate with is something that I do enjoy a lot is the birdcage. And it's almost like the inverse of the birdcage mm-hmm. where rather than two heterosexual men have to pretend to be married and gay, two married gay men have to pretend have to, to be, be straight, uh, you know, for their son. And it has a lot more to do so much funnier yeah. with that experience of, of homosexual men trying to pretend to be straight and that, I don't know how it's ha- how it's handled and those characters themselves um I think are given a lot more humanity than than this movie and if you're going to have a movie a- about um predominantly homosexuality and, and and these kind of things then it I don't know it just seemed to speak more to that experience if I can find a movie to compare it to but this is an Adam Sandler joint so it's like they're just they're just kind of patently different things but there are like two comedies um, you know, LGBTQ kind of comedies that I can, I can draw on that. I just think that that birdcage one is, uh, an interesting one that I, I enjoyed a lot. Um, but if we move on to where they go to save, they go to the fire and who do they need to save at the fire, which by the way, the fire action, like, wasn't too bad. You know how they set up like the burning building and everything. And then going in the house, I was like, yeah, it looks like, looks legit. Like, I don't know. There's something with sometimes fire effects and even now in this day and age, it's like sometimes fire effects are like, eh, we'll do it in post. We don't need yeah, like, a fire. It's like, oh, what so about the beforehand? Like- what about the beforehand, like them getting to the fire? <laughs> oh, when they're having the conversation about Ving Rhames. Oh, I'm Ving Rhames. You- right, yes. Yeah, Introduction you, of Ving Rhames. Well, nice. no, and just like the my, effects, because like they're on a truck. Character. You can tell that like they're literally on a set, on a truck, oh, right, and it's right. just surrounded by green screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're literally just have motion around them, and they're just staying still. Yeah, yeah. It's it was like you, you. We saw the same building. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every, like minute mark, it would just like loop again, <laughs> and it would just flow past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. I was trying to clock that too. And I was like, yeah. And then when they're driving and everything, the lighting and how that was going on their faces, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a little too, uh, you're, you're right. The lighting the was a huge issue on that. That's, that's interesting that you brought that up because that that's what took you yeah. out of it, where it made yeah. it seem the most unrealistic. Because I would argue, like, because especially as you know, fans of James Bond, like there have been car scenes where at sometimes it's just like lights on a black sheet and they just like <laughs> speckle in the background and that was what would pass for like you know uh, uh stuff going by in a car or there was i you know i just always think of like you know 60s and 70s movies where the car is on a thing and then there's just this big screen sure, it's yeah. almost like uh like uh, like a overhead projector behind that yeah. screen and you just and they're like shaking the thing, <laughs> you know shaking like a road and making it seem like you know you're moving or whatnot so like the technology was good but it's i'm so glad you brought up the lighting again because that's what made it look so shitty yeah because yeah. there was such a weird like obvious these people aren't in that you mm-hmm. know uh in that environment that's when they were driving around in like canada with the the taxi driver there that's when i was like kind of noticing that night driving and how they were just like it seemed like just they had like flashlights on in front of the screen just like <laughs> shooting at their faces like these are the street lights going by pew 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 <laughs> um 
Yeah, but yeah, you get you get introduction to Ving Rhames. Who, Who's the best does, character of the movie? Doesn't even. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I think for sure. I think it's the best character, but he doesn't even say a line in this opening part. It's just his. He's just he's just being Ving Rhames, and they're talking about him, and then he just kind of stares at stares at him and uh, looks looks menacing, and they think he's like possibly an axe murderer, and then Sandler like jokes about giving Kevin James's home address and and whatnot. You know, that's it's a. Uh, it's, Again, it's an, that it's and it's also another example of like super heterosexuality for Adam Sandler in that situation without women, because he, he is told like in hetero private, man, the, super hetero man, super hetero man. <laughs> um, he's being told a secret by Kevin James. And instead of taking that secret in and like keeping it, which would be very feminine. He instead immediately goes, hey, so he just said this thing. Is that true? (laughs) And immediately immediately goes into not holding that secret, asking him blankly, like, so my friend thinks that you're an axe murderer. Is this true? And if so, this is his address and you should go murder him. And then I love, too, that it it like almost the button on the on the scene is thing Rames is on the uh, on the fire truck, but he's still holding an axe because he just is like there, and then all of a sudden he just pulls it up and he's like, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you." <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that was Kevin James, by the way, that he's saying uh, things he's an. Axe no, murderer. it's Kevin. It's yeah. Kevin James's brother. Right, but yeah, oh, yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, and then yeah, because because like, this is what I heard. And Adam Sandler's like, "Is that yeah. true?" And he's like, "Oh, that's yeah." What he, asked, he told me about it. Yeah, I, I think he's just a stinker. I don't even know. No, it's like he's like, yeah, he's super hetero man and all that shit. But he's just a little, he's he's a little stinker, and he that's those kind of like little hijinks and pranks he likes to pull and and yeah. shit. I, yeah, I, he's uh, he likes a lot of especially shit. like yeah. uh, yeah, for him playing a fireman amongst all these firemen, like just like giving each shit, giving each other like shit the whole movie and and having that kind of uh you know i just want to i want to say too like this is in detriment to the movie because this movie yeah here's another missed opportunity and there's going to be a slew of them as we continue to talk about it is that when they get to the fire there is uh dan Aykroyd's there which i thought was weird because like isn't he the chief does he come out on every fire i don't i don't know how that works but um dan Aykroyd's there ving rames is there all of them are leading into the house with the fire and then it just cuts to interior of the f- mm-hmm. the house and only Adam Sandler and Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we could have had a really wonderful, like all of these characters, like dealing with an actual fire as opposed to a farty fat man. Right. That I was like the lady came out and maybe everyone didn't ask any follow-up questions of like, Oh, this lady came out, my son, my son, my son. And no one asked any questions like, Oh, it's her son. It must be just a baby boy or some, or some small, small kid or something that's, that's trapped. And there was there. That's where the editing, oh, I didn't even get the, that. the jump, no. that's where all that jump cut. And like, you, you know, Mike was talking about like, Subu Shemi's shot and it hits the barbecue and his reaction shot. There's a lot of just like my son, my son, my son jump cut to the next scene. Cause that yeah. gets your mind ready for like, Oh, it's going to and then the misdirect of it's not a baby. It's this. Yeah. That's I, what I'm saying is like, they had those jokes like, and they're like, okay, let's get to the next set of jokes. Right. Cause mm-hmm. exactly what Brandon said 
right? It's like they literally, they show like five people enter the building and then they go to the next shot and it's literally <laughs> just them two. And they're like, okay, we got to go find this guy because he's like fat and that's funny, right? And like, we have to try and get him out it's now. It's not. It's not. That whole sequence sucks. It's well, no, not it does funny. suck. I know, but like, that's what I'm saying is they're like, okay, on to the next set of jokes. Okay, I would just want to say, I think the inverse is true. I know that you guys both agreed on that it's the jokes, then the story. I think the story was there, and then they were like, how do we make this an Adam Sandler movie? And then their jokes suck. They just, because there's... A, a huge argument that you can make to Adam Sandler comedies, especially starting around this area era, is they just aren't that... They're... I don't know, like bankrupt of funny ideas because it's they as they get older, they're just there's there's not as much edge to it. And they just are the jokes become simpler and dumber. And yeah, just not as enjoyable. You guys are both kind of right. I know it's just they need a simple story structure to be able to instill it with a lot of the Adam Sandler humor and vibe and, and jokes. And a lot a lot of his stuff is just, yeah, very like predictable sort of things especially like you know happy gilmore sports movie and like billy billy madison all it is is he's got to go grade by grade so you're going to get first second third fourth fifth that's the movie's already written for you and then it ends in like an academic decathlon wherever the fuck and it's just a competition thing happy gilmore competition thing mr deeds a remake you know and uh whatever 50 first dates is like all these things are very like hooked like they have the big hook like oh she's got short-term memory we can do a different joke for every day she wakes up or something. It's just like, there's, there's the, the platform is set for jokes. There has to be a yeah. story structure that's set. So I, I don't know. It's like when, and even when we talked about hotel Transylvania on this podcast, it was like, that seemed like the perfect thing for him where it was just, Oh, hotel filled with monsters. We can make this whatever we want. If we can just go in and make this an Adam Sandler thing. Cause it's such like a by bare bones sort of script. You can instill the Adam Sandler sort of uh sort of vibe and, and and energy into it and make a happy madison production fairly easily with with some of these things and uh yeah even get uh, adam sandler as a dracula in this one so um this is our second second time seeing sandler as dracula was, but oh good eye was, Man, I didn't was even think uh about that. oh that is actually yeah that is i didn't even think about that either that's a very good point but i was gonna say what is um uh, oh damn what was i gonna say Oh, was was Funny People a Happy Madison production? It was an Apatow. Ah, Apatow okay. joint. Did, okay. Just Apatow, right? He wrote and directed that, I believe. Yep. I, I don't know who, yeah. who produced it. See, and that was well written. That had like a very, I don't know. See, that I that's makes sense, though, that it wasn't Happy Madison. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you nailed it perfectly, I think, with that description, James. It's like they yeah. he makes movies that are set up for jokes. So yeah. that you can get your jokes in just go with it or something isn't that like he's on vacation and women are chasing after or he's chasing after women a woman or, so, or something like that and yeah there's there's some sort of ease some sort of entanglement that can be solved in, in a way that's just not going to challenge not going to challenge you too much and whatever it's it's a comedy maybe maybe it shouldn't but uh yeah, it's just interesting yeah, yeah. what topic he gets placed on especially at this time like we said 2007 this is a topic that everyone's discussing and to have adam sandler be like Let's have Adam Sandler take on gay marriage. Let's 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 have him do it. He's he's he does it all. Like let's have him let's have him do this topic. And it was it's just interesting to see, uh, yeah, see this be see this be one of his projects. And the the big the fat man gets 
saved in a way that is very de- demeaning to two fat people <laughs> like no. like like a lot of other people in this movie and they drag him down the stairs and he farts on farts dumb. on his face and it's just yeah. dumb and and it's not, so not funny and uh he not gets pulled funny. out not funny <laughs> the you this movie gets a not funny uh he get, he gets wheeled out and he says hey those are my heroes get me a hero i want a hero sandwich or whatever you know it's just like some guy on set was like hey say this that'll be funny and and then he did and then it was put in the movie um you see uh uh larry valentine's life which is kevin james he's living a real like he looks real king of queens in that tiny apartment kind of he's got this i think i think a funny dynamic is the maid that doesn't do anything and bosses him uh, around and shit and like asks the kids to make dinner i think that's like a really funny dynamic and she he he like comes home and she's like drinking a beer watching the game and stuff like i think that's like a funny thing for like a spineless kevin james to be like oh you got to be polite around i don't want to ask her to do too much and i i don't know it's like i can relate with that too if someone's cleaning cleaning from even if even if you pay them or something like that, it just feels weird having some people do stuff for you. And then he makes what this uh, uh, bolognese and uh, and uh, hot dog salad. What's up? No, the the bullet. <laughs> what hot dog salad? I I had so many questions about that. Yeah. So what? So I I mean, it's obviously just like a salad and hot dogs, right? But that uh, yeah, it, that was weird as a as an appetizer like i just thought that was a go- big bowl of spaghetti for three yeah. people and then he puts like yeah. four beef patties in there which like yeah. i know it's supposed to look bad it's like you know once you toss that around i'm sure it's not going to be terrible whatever like kids kids will be fine with a little simple ragu and some pasta and a little beef whatever but then he, he dropped- it's like a me- yeah it's like yeah, uh, he, he shouldn't have said bolognese really it should have been spaghetti and meatballs because like yeah, yeah. the the, the, pa- the sure. patty is the meatball you know whatever because yeah, he didn't even cut it up if anything if mm-hmm. you wanted it to be a bolognese you should have like chopped it up and diced it up no they just wanted to make it look like ew he's just plopping it in there and then he comes over with this big bowl and then his son is eating a salad with like three to four uncut hot dogs <laughs> on top and before he even mentions it, I'm like what the fuck is he eating over there and why is there so much food on the table like his daughter's eating something completely different he's already got a plate with like and he's pouring salad dressing on whatever's on his plate so maybe he's having <laughs> some hot dog salad too it's just like he is yeah yeah it's just it's just ridiculous I don't know it's just silly it's just silly stuff I, I don't know I, I couldn't make so- sense out of the hot dog salad <laughs> I was like I was trying to figure out if it was some veiled like other homosexual joke because i couldn't oh, put it past really? this movie. Oh. I, well like i just this movie is just so full of like stupid jokes like making fun <laughs> of everything that i'm just like is that something too i don't know i shouldn't i shouldn't even think too hard about it it could just be like hey we need something from for the table let's just grab whatever's on crafty oh look there's like these hot dogs that we were having for lunch and maybe some lettuce it, it was I, well it was i would just say looking. it's like, but it's a commentary on a uh new york fire professional like fireman right Mm. like he doesn't have a wife yeah and his his wife is single single dad yeah Mm -hmm. single absolutely trying to keep up yeah right (laughs) so yeah i don't know there is something um yeah it's weird about it but it's also endearing right Mm -hmm. because kept james has a lot like bears a lot of the heart in the movie because adam sandler is like a like 
a piece of shit. <laughs> not a, you know, yeah, he's not they, the redeemable one in this situation. Yeah. Um, and so much of the emotional weight of the movie is placed on Kevin James because also mm-hmm. too, yeah, he's a single dad. We get that intro. Uh, he, his wife, what happened to her? You know, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it seemed like she, <laughs> she was, yeah, it was so vague because it was like, yeah. I knew she was going to go. It was like, he knew because at the, whatever disposition at the end or d- deposition at the end, like it was saying like Chuck Sandler is like saying like, yeah, it was so hard dealing with that. Like, cause I had to be there for my buddy. He knew it was going to happen, but it was still hard when it did. So that made me think I, she was just, she was sick in some way. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But it was, yeah, it was very, very vague. And you're right about Kevin James having the heart of the movie. Cause yeah, what we're going to root for Adam, <laughs> Adam Sandler, skeeving his way into Jessica Beale's, you know, absolutely not life. He's and like, why should yeah. he get his romantic ideal of what he wants, especially the methodry that he's doing, doing, doing to get it. But that whole process who, yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, like, I was thinking like this whole movie would be funny. See, that's where, like, we were talking about, the story and not to go back to it again, but like this, where the story or like the jokes came first or whatever, whatever it is, I do maintain like, this could be funny. Cause I, I think of it like, and it's always sunny Phil in Philadelphia episode. This could be totally something sure. that like Mac would convince Dennis to do. And right. like, I don't know. I can figure it being like a, like a funny version of it, of like despicable people. And they are, they're not great people, but you can still kind of laugh at them here. It's like, you're supposed to kind of like, be on their side when they're making fun of gay people. And then when they like are championing gay people, you're supposed to be on their side too. And it's hard to like, uh, understand the, the language that they're trying to tell you, but that I, maybe I'm getting too into it too early. No, no, no. Well, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. my question too, is like, I was going right. to be like, what did you guys think about the overall message? Was it pro homosexuality or was it, it's 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 tolerance i mean it is it's it's tolerance it's tolerance from like the nicest bully that you'd see at high school it's like he's like oh i guess i gotta be okay with it whatever you know but it's like he's like as okay with it as with anything else that's anyone anyone anything else that's different from him you know he's still gonna like make fun of it and he's still gonna make fun of things that are different than him but he's that's his version of tolerance Totally. And it's, it's not execute. Like the message of this is really shitty and not, it isn't pro. Uh, Okay. I flip flop on this a little bit because at a point I'm thinking about the language of this movie and this is trying to communicate to heterosexual men that gay marriage is okay and how it does that. It's interesting to, and we should talk about it as like how effective is it in doing that? But then also too, like it is, it's lack of understanding mm. about that culture mm-hmm. is like, so you're missing irresponsible. Like, irresponsible. It's irresponsible <laughs> how they handle some of the things at one second. They'll, they'll, yeah. How they, their use of gay slurs. And, yeah. and it's like when he comes to a realization at the end and he turns around this, I'm jumping ahead, but he's like, Hey everyone, we shouldn't use this gay slur. And it's like the most, it's like, it just reminds me of the high school bully, like speaking at a, at like the, at a PSA or like, and don't do this anyone. It's not good. And it's like, no, we knew that. It just took you a bit longer. (laughs) 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 We're all there. We're like on the same page. You're just like kind of catching, you're catching up a bit. And it's like, that's where I was trying to reconcile too. It's like, is this just the time and place? And while I, 
we were in high school at this time. We know what kind of words were being used, you know, like uh, amongst amongst certain people and everything and how free that gay slur in particular was being used just as like way too casual and, and, and everything, at least, you know, in, in certain circles that that um, I was around in high, in high school, just to be very honest about my own upbringing when, when I was around and everything, too. Um, but just see, yeah, see, seeing his process of, of going through it and seeing that sort of you just get a head head spin of, of, of his, of what his character is and what his journey is. And, and by the end, I think it is simply tolerance because to go back to where we were kind of in the story as well, we get introduced to one of the few, like really like gay characters within real honest, like actual homosexual gay characters in the story is uh, Kevin James son. And right off the bat, you can tell he is just, just trying to be tolerant. He's, He's yelling, yelling at the kid to go watch baseball and, you know, do more stereotypically hetero sort of things, whatever stereotypical masculine sort of things. And he's just trying to and the kids just trying to do splits and everything. But it's so much the the conscience of the movie is through a hetero man. And when I talk about that, it's like that's the inverse of Birdcage because Birdcage, the heart and soul of that movie is is the same kind of thing of like people being accepting of, um, of homosexual life and and everything, but it's through the other, other prism where it's like here, it just comes across as whether he's okay with it or not, rather than like the birdcage. It's like whether they can live within the society of, if of dealing with people who are constantly not okay with their own existence. And here it's just like, ah, I guess I'll be okay with it, you know? And I'll just like, you know, fuck around in the system to try to get into Jessica Beale's panties. And it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know, but sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling too much. Mike, did you have no. a read on it? Cause you, you asked the question, I guess. Um, well, originally, yeah, sorry. I hijacked it. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But I, I agree. I think really you guys like brought up really good points, but it's like, I'm pretty sure it was really just like whenever they remember because I, I do honestly think that they tried to go the positive route. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I think they actually tried to do that, but I think that they were just so like ignorant to when they weren't doing that. Cause there was like plenty, like you guys touched on it. There's plenty of uh, like opportunities in this film where they're still using like gay slurs and, and stuff like that. And like poking fun um, and like showing signs of non-acceptance, right? Even if it's in the form of like Kevin James, like wanting his son to play baseball rather than do splits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's still there. So it's like they really wanted to because they go to like these these parades, right? Uh, 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 Adam Sandler punches. Um, I forget. I'm. Uh, what is his name? Uh, oh, Rob, yeah. uh, Cordry. Rob Cordry. Cordry yeah. yeah, Rob Cordry. Yeah. The face when he like when he calls him the the f word, right? And like that that all all that part like i don't know it's just like they they really wanted to be positive with it they wanted to be pro like homosexuality but i think they just forgot like they are like they're just ignorant to it like they don't fully or brandon you touched on it they don't fully understand the culture so they know that there are certain things that would not be okay like regardless right you're watching (laughs) someone trying to convince themselves like there's really no one no character Mm -hmm. outside of them that's a guiding light within this movie until we get Ving Rhames reveal, which I thought was one of the better moments of, of the movie on the basketball Absolutely. court with Ving Rhames and why I Absolutely. think his character is the best character because I was just really craving a realistic, believable gay character that could represent like an honest telling of 
not just a stereotypical sort of take on it, but just, a, he just seemed like a real person, you know, and, Absolutely. And, and to see the effect that even Chuck had on, on Ving Rhames character was speaking to, this is bigger than them. But then it went right back to them. Like it went right back to, I, I don't know. It was, I think it was trying, you know, I, I, you're, you're bringing up a good point, but it's just, it's more about them convincing themselves rather than like, no, this is happening, whether you're okay with it or, or not. And it was just like, yeah. it seemed like they were kind of dealing out their, their own acceptance in a way that was like, it doesn't, it just didn't really matter to me whether it was okay with, with them or not. Uh, well, I think but they just, have, they, their, their transition was the big part of the movie was their, their transition yeah. into being tolerant. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But I think it, they just like, they assumed um, what tolerance was and like, tr- and just put that on the movie screen essentially. Right, right. Right. Like they didn't actually try to figure out what tolerance was. They just assumed what it was, what they thought it was. And then they made that movie. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, don't say these gay slurs because it's pretty much like if you were to call me fat and that doesn't yeah. feel good or you were to call right. me a racist slur, then that doesn't feel good. That's right. what this is like. Oh, right. OK, we get it now. Like, OK, right. they like tell like talking to the people to me like, hey, that's not OK to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I think it was I, I forgot my point earlier and I think I was just going to bring it up. It was like. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of like the time this was made and if it was like, oh, this is just the time it was, was it was made. Is that is that an excuse? And it's like, no. And then I think about like, no, in this movie, there's a point where they throw Brokeback Mountain into their cart. And it's like that yeah. a movie like that was being made at this time. You know, it's like this yeah. this shit was happening. Like yeah. this, this, yeah. this this movie itself at the time, I think, is 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 outdated. So it's it's just it's an interesting uh it's an interesting one. I'm glad we're already getting into that side of this discussion and to move forward with some of the, some of the plot. I think one of my funniest laughs uh, comes up here is when uh, Kevin James is calling the office. Like, I think he's about to go in to talk to Rachel Drash about, uh, you know, getting his benefits and figuring all of that out. And he's trying to say his name, Larry Valentine to the automated <laughs> voice and the lady on the automated voice. is just, He's like, Larry valentine and then the uh, the robo voice goes barry schmalentine <laughs> and i was dying i was like it was like the funniest thing in the movie to me it doesn't have anything to do with the movie but it was just so funny and the, the name they just could not get his name they're like schmary schmalenschmine or they just she just kept on getting it wrong it was it was so funny and he goes into the office because he's like i had to come in because they just kept on calling me dairy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then that is funny that was a funny one and then you get a rachel Dr- a very horny rachel dratch who wants to marry him on the spot um but then he comes up with this idea 4 a.m goes over to chuck's adam sandler's place and um why why was it so late because we, we never got any he was time. just like eating that frosting on the couch just like feeling <laughs> feeling sad and bummed out about everything and then he looked at the newspaper about domestic partnerships in uh-huh. in new york and ran to uh to chuck's place and um adam sandler opens the door uh, at 4 a.m the morning lets him in and uh you know uh, Larry proposes this, and then guess who comes out of the his bedroom door? Brandon, <laughs> Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila is uh... oh, that's who that was. Yeah, oh, yeah, she, yeah. She makes an appearance too because 
Okay, so I we should just say that there was a um another fire after the fat farty man fire, and they are um Adam Sandler is spelunking. Oh, is that is that a, before? Okay, that's right. Yeah, okay, my bad. He's Adam Sandler's is in spelunking and he's finds a rat and he's like, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you can eat this. And Kevin James says that he would. And I, uh, that was, st- it was stupid and not that funny. And then, uh, what do they say before? They, what do they say before they go in to go in alive? Come out the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they knock each other's heads. I like that. They, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. That was dope. That was dope. Uh, but so then Adam Sandler falls and, it really not that it didn't seem that high and it didn't seem like anything happened, but both of them had to go to the hospital. And then also Adam Sandler just felt like he, Kevin James saved his life. I guess he did. Um, I know I was I trying to figure out what they were even doing in there. And I actually rewound to see what uh, Dan Aykroyd tells him to do. And Dan Aykroyd says secondary search. And that's all. Just said secondary search. I guess just to check to make sure no one else was in there, maybe. Right, because there was no fire. It was all burned down. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin James's character. So I can go home now- to my wife and get denied sex. <laughs> Sorry. Was that one of... That's what Dan, Dan Aykroyd said. Like- Hurry up and do the secondary Perfect. search so I can go home to my wife and get denied Perfect. sex. <laughs> He's just... And then he walks away. He just yells at him and yeah. he, just keep, he doesn't stop. He just keeps walking. That's, he walks as fast as he talks. He's a good walker talker, in my he opinion. Walk, he's a classic walker oh, talker. Oh man, and he walk and he walks into the courtroom and then has that whole bit oh, about my God. which was such a like oh man, oh, my God. late stage reveal when yeah. he comes out. But then it's a non-issue, right? He gets them all on. He's the one that like incites <laughs> the whole gets them on jail. He stops them from kissing and kind of like outs them as hetero. <laughs> right <laughs> which yeah i don't know that that takes the next turn of that movie well, yeah we can we can get there when we when anyway, we get there yeah. i guess yeah for sure and um so yeah tila tequila so adam sandler greets kevin james at the door comes in then while they're on the couch and uh, kevin james is telling adam sandler about his idea to do this domestic partnership Tila Tequila, who was on what a a dating show? I'm trying to remember. She just was famous for being on dating shows. Yeah, she was on this one that uh, she's. I believe she's. I don't know. Bisexual. uh, Yeah, she is bisexual. uh, She was was on this like dating show. Yeah, where she was dating both men and women. That's right. And um, Uh I don't know if she. If it was one of those things where she was like one of the people dating the main star from one show. And then she was such a hit. Maybe she got her own show. I don't know. It's I, I'm not sure what she, she was mainly popular sure. from. Cause it almost seemed like she's just purely a reality star. I'd imagine she have like a popular, like social media presence, but who, who knows? I haven't, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard from her a while. I feel like I, I saw her in MySpace back in the day or some shit like that. I feel like she had like a very popular MySpace page. Hmm. I think that's how you get on those reality shows, though. Is that oh, you have a yeah. Popular MySpace page, mm-hmm. and then they she had like that, that. kind of like the scene haircut, you know, and like, and she would have like bangs and stuff, and yeah, yeah. very, very much the like Tumblr MySpace looking, looking kind of, kind of person at that time. Um, yeah, yeah. They go to the hospital. Like uh, Chuck is just like talking up this this doctor of just like dress, oh yeah right. fucking, that's before t- 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 oh t- you're t- a doctor well you're a fucking woman first so i'm just gonna fucking call you honey who gives a shit that you're fucking 
you're a doctor. You're Dr. Honey, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and she's like, fuck you, and walks away. Yeah. And sure enough, yeah, you, she's in the same room with Tila Tequila uh, yeah, later with on. Also, four other Asian women, right? Oh, it's and they're all from the Hooters because it, I, 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 just now connecting the dots. Oh, right. The Hooters girls pick him up at the hospital. Adam Sandler gets picked up oh, by the yeah. Hooters girls. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so hetero, that guy. Dude, hetero man. It's again. hetero man. Quick, I he get, needs his Hooters girls for a quick ride. Pow, clam. <laughs> STD, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, clap. Then, yeah. <laughs> you get the clap. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they? And they're like, I don't know. He's just like, oh, you're gonna spank me? Oh, we're gonna spank? We're gonna get you? And they like chase him into the car. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'll be completely honest. This is like kind of the area of the movie where I started like zoning out a little bit because I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Do not like, blame you. What are they doing? Like, where is yeah. this movie going? One line that I like during this yeah. is like when he 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 proposes the option, and Sandler's like, "Ah, oh, let me grab a drink first. And he takes a quick pull out of like a tequila <laughs> bottle, and he's like, "No, yeah. I'm not going to do it." And then there's a quick like seven James Kevin James walks right up to him. He's like, "I saved your life, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. I thought that was such a funny line, and he's like so much conviction. He's like, "I saved your life, bitch." <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, and. uh that's that starts that starts the whole uh, all the all the festivities. I I don't know. I'm I'm just like kind of going by by my notes more so than than Wikipedia today. And I got here that they go on another another fire that's started by a doobie, but the doobie's still intact, which kind of didn't make sense to me. And then they like uh, shoot that one guy in the face with the fire extinguisher, the stoner guy. Yeah. And he's like, do it again. The stoner dude loves it. He loves it. He loves he loves that fire extinguisher the face. Um. I think it was, is it Robert Smigel is the postman? And I thought he was a really funny character. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's one scene that's really, really funny uh, with him. When he comes back. When he comes yeah. back and he starts dropping all those postman puns. I thought uh-huh. that was the funniest. Uh, one, one of the lines I'll 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 share with with us later. But I, I was just reminded of actual the plot is they start it's this whole auditing process of their relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. We already were talking about like the conceit of the movie and whether that's a thing. Well, we're letting that pass, whatever. We're, we're not going to get any more into that. But the people auditing someone and to check in to see if they're actually in a in a gay relationship and to what extent and wh- whether they're like cheating the system. It's like. I, how far is is the state going to go to to follow up on this? And is this something that's really going to going to happen? Someone going to go into their lives and, and, and check to see what they're doing if they're living together and, and all this stuff. Like, is this a guy's yeah, really going to, yeah. Well, and it, so. it was very, it was just very personal, intimate. Like once I guess more Steve Buscemi got involved, the first guy seemed like kind of running the bill, just want to check, ask some questions and like whatever. But yeah. I was confused though. Why there was like a need for a lawyer though. Uh, like they went to Jessica Beale like immediately after for like advice. Right. Yeah. Okay. So was it advice? Because it's almost it like they were, yeah. they were alluding to the fact though that they were gonna be taken to court later. Because no. the guy said when he was leaving, if this didn't go well, and if I saw anything that would alert me that this isn't legit, then someone else will be following up in the future. And then they were like, 
well, did everything look good? Is everything okay? And he's like, I can't let you know that. Mm-hmm. And then they right. start acting like uh, even yeah. very stere- more stereotypically gay and start com- commenting is like, oh, nice pants and all that stuff and start spanking each yeah. other. And yeah. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then he, and then he's just like, okay. And then he leaves. He's like, yeah, it'll be Clint Finster or whatever the fuck his name is. I forget what it, uh, Steve Buscemi's name. And so they're like, oh, we don't want this guy. They go to just maybe it's Jessica Beale that talks about uh, Clint, Clint Fitzer. She's like, yeah. oh, if Clint Fitzer starts coming around, you watch you out. You be careful. Screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes into this whole spiel when they, they go to his office of her office of like, this is such a prevalent thing. Like all since this domestic partnership thing happened, people have just been running to get fake gay married. It's it's yeah. it's an epidemic. People are doing it all over the place. The state's just overwhelmed with cases like that. I'm like, what? what like yeah how many people are doing and you guys are really spending this much energy to stop people for like i i don't i don't know like it was it was just such a such a weird angle of i can and then i guess once you see steve buscemi it's like yeah i guess it would take a weirdo like this to follow up in a in such an insane sort of way but that that whole process of their relationship like getting audited was was over the top along with yeah. everything else in this movie. There's a lot of over the top. Yes. Stuff, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yep. So, um, yeah, if you, if you get just to cut me off, I know I just like ramble and, and keep moving, but if you, I'm just rolling through the plot. If you guys have anything to yeah, please just, ju- just cut me off and, and jump in. I don't mind. Um, so they're, they're going to get married. They decide they're going to go to Niagara to, to get a quick one and guess who marries them folks. Oh, here he it's is. Mickey, yeah. Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, Tiffany's. <laughs> Fucking fake teeth and big glasses. And, you know, if you thought this movie was homophobic in any sort of way, like, get ready. The most racist <laughs> shit in the world is <laughs> yeah, about exactly. to happen. No, it's <laughs> <racist>. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, I was just blown away. I was blown I was totally, away. I was, well, what really surprised me, though, was how discomforted I felt when I watched it. Because I was like, I've seen this before. And I didn't feel this uncomfortable. I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. But now it's 2022, not 2007. It's like, damn, a lot has changed in that time. Because that that was pretty uncomfortable to watch. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I feel like that's the yeah. experience somebody has when you are laughing at racism as opposed to thinking racism's not funny anymore. Because yeah. there's not any good jokes in right. that scene. Right. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's, the, that's also the hat on the hat, which is all aptly how i would describe what rob schneider's doing like rob schneider is known for being kooky like why does he have to be asian yeah (laughs) just have him be a kooky guy (laughs) be a kooky guy like why why did but that's what's that's what's kooky to them is like oh something different than them is like oh japanese being japanese is kooky to happy madison productions or or something and and, and i don't know and just doing it in the I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's right. like a hat on a hat. Sure. Is, right. is one way to describe it. I don't, and another way is almost like no hat. Like there is no, hat, or it's just like the hat. It's just, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a rate. It's just a racist. Hat. It flew it's, off. Yeah. It's just like, there was no joke here. You know, he just is like, right. it's not a hat. It's a clan hood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking just like these super racist glasses and buck teeth. And yeah, um, they got their witness is the, the crazy guy from uh, Waterboy that I like a lot. That you don't understand anything. Or in Joe Dirt, he's the guy that says uh, he likes to see grown men naked. That whole bit. 
Man, it's been so long since I've seen Joan. I've seen Joe Dirt, but I was talking about him earlier with with Kara, and he was mentioning, she was mentioning Joe Dirt as well. So that I, I yeah, I guess he's a big part of that. I don't remember. This is, that's a polarizing movie too. If we ever want to do it. Um, oh yes, that's a good one. Yeah. So he and he's like, yeah, he peed himself, and it looks like he's like stroking himself too at the wedding. It's it's just right in line with that Adam Sandler movie. It's, it's yeah, it's just some foul shit and. uh then he says the speech that which was kind of funny, I guess, of just like this weird sort of homeless man, uh, like conspiracy theory stuff. Like, there's a microphone right. in the wedding cake, and oh, uh, they moved it. The and Chinese that's the joke. government's watching us. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like weird, but you know what? Weird people. But it, then all of a sudden, they are like having a party, you know, for the wedding, and then he starts dancing. Oh yeah. Out of nowhere mm-hmm. and starts doing a jig that that guy couldn't have done. And it's no, no, clearly no. not him. No, they got a stunt man to dress up in that costume and start <laughs> dancing around. They do that a lot. They'll have like an old, old person or something like that. That seems very frail. Right. And all of a sudden, like the, in the next <laughs> scene, they're just like doing something or like they're, they get a dummy and they that's just, a bit. they just, yeah. uh, Oh, that's a bit. Yeah. That's that. That, that is, is high definition of it. A well-worn, well-worn bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 the wedding. Uh, they're it's they're like, officially um, married. <laughs> the that's, that makes Chuck me think of uh, what is it? It's um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Where it, the bit is is that he's like old and frail, and then he falls over, and then he gets oh, up and yeah. he's really sprightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's the best execution of that joke. And like you guys said, it's a worn out bit. Oh, so yeah, Willy Wonka won, but this one is a is a close second. No, I'm saying this is at the very bottom. This is like <laughs> yeah. if it's like a if it's like a timeline, this yeah. is at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean they're they're married. I, I think like at least the next thing in my notes is like one of the times are like they're back at his place, and uh, I just like that bowling ball lamp that he uses as an ashtray. I thought that was just like oh, a yeah. funny thing to like include of just like, oh, it's perfect for my chicane. And he like puts it in and it's I'll get this in the morning. And he does. Heterosexual <laughs> man strikes again. <laughs> he, f- he fucked that bowling ball with his cigar. Yeah. It's always got to put put it something in a hole. Um, and yeah. And then he does this really just like mean joke that i i i actually was really feeling bad for kevin james because he starts doing this voice as his dead <laughs> wife of like but it's like a ghost voice and not yeah. his like wife's voice so <laughs> he's doing this haunted ghost voice after he's telling him he's like traumatized he doesn't want him to sleep in the bed with him because that's like you know and he's just giving him so much shit for not getting over his dead wife and it's like God, you really make fun of everything about how everyone. How long was it, though? I, I forget if that there was a timeline of how long she had been deceased. I can't remember. For some reason, I thought it was only like a year, but I could be I could be wrong. I, I, I would have to double I would have to double check um, okay. because, yeah, it was just like kind of. Yeah, har- I, harsh, one, yeah, harsh to like call someone out for that, like fucking get over it. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's I mean, I know he's he's like he's leaving the closet the same, all the, all the stuff. And he's not, he's just sleeping on the one side and everything, but it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, I guess it's just how, that's how Adam Sandler speaks to people. And especially whatever, like that character of just like, yeah, we're guys, we're hetero guys, get over yeah, it. You know, yeah. like I'm the ladies yeah. man. I, I move on to the next one every single time, baby. 
Um, yeah. And then this is like when you get the next day, I think you get introduced to Steve Buscemi um, and he's going through their garbage and he's being a real weirdo. He's got his little fanny pack um, and he's asking him a lot of prying questions. And then he drives off in his car and his license plate says, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, there's like, I don't know. They like say something about he's like, you want to throw him in the garbage to Kevin oh, no, James' yeah. son? I was, and I was like, what was, the fuck? I didn't get that joke. And I was like, why did they say that about him? Yeah. So the reason they said that about him is because after Steve Buscemi leaves, Kevin James comes in and says that their trash isn't gay enough. Clint just uh, went through our garbage and said it wasn't gay enough. We got it. Okay. And then Adam Sarah's like, we got to gay up the trash. And then he goes to the fruit bowl, grabs two limes and our two lemons oh, and a right. zucchini right. and then makes a dick and puts it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> That's why I was just like, I didn't make the connection between those things going on. I thought Ramley's just like, let's throw him in the trash the gay son i was like fuck what was that for oh, okay okay so that i guess that makes sense all right um I, yeah and i also have here like adam sandler's just chewing gum this whole movie and it's extremely distracting yeah. and, and annoying to me and i can actually like hear it on the mic yeah like, like clicking and shit and i really fucking hate it i get like you're from new york and you're a fireman you might chew some gun like gum while you're talking and you know you're especially like when he's at jessica beale and like he's not talking Kevin James and her talking, but he's just like, yeah, yeah. Like in the background, like shut the fuck up. Did you notice that too, Brandon? Cause that's something I noticed. I'm, I'm glad that James brought it up. Cause I was wondering about that too. I was like, do you think they like just forgot? Like he was just chewing gum sometimes already. And then like, they just started shooting and they were like, Hey, you got gum. And they're like, Oh, fuck it. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm chewing I'm here. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Adam Sandler was trying to quit smoking cigarettes at the time. He's like, I'm going to chew gum. You guys just have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. You just ate like a, a French dip or something. It's like, wow, you, your breath smells. Adam, let you chew this gum for a bit. Um, I feel like, yeah, we watched some other movie recently with really annoying gum chewing. I can't quite remember, but yeah, it's something I, I got a real, real hard time with, with some of that stuff, I, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and then they go to, oh, da, 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 da. yeah, I got that. Okay, yeah, that's just like, I guess the the party for Jessica Beale's brother is Nick Swartzen. He's, I don't, what is this, what is this party? It's just a. Uh, it's like a function for <laughs> some cause, I think. Okay, so there was, there was a cause. It's like, yeah, everyone's in costumes, ma majority gay people, and they're having a great time. Nick Swartzen um jessica beale's younger brother is a young nick swartzen at least i don't know like just uh at this time i think he was he was coming up uh from reno night nine one one days and stuff this was another part of the movie too where i think adam sandler like forgot that they were doing pro gay because uh, wasn't there he said something about nick swartzen when he like sees him i can't remember now but there was like a gay joke or something that he had said and i was yeah. like wait but you're supposed to be because like jessica, jessica, jessica beale 
Jessica Biel even almost went like when she responded to the joke, she was just like, oh, "Stop! Like, come on!" Right, right, right. But it was like almost like the flirtatious thing to the nice bully guy. Was it like, like, right, yeah. I can't remember what he said, but something, he said was something. Was it the butterfly raccoon or sorry, cocoon thing? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like it was like a bunch of that. It was something about that. It was like along the lines of that, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's not afraid to come out of his cocoon or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, something like right? that. And it she's was, like, yeah. "Stop it! You're so yeah, mean." Exactly. Yeah, Exactly yeah. right, and it's like, wait, he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and that's right after yeah. he goes up, and you, uh, he's going to check out what he thinks to to be Jessica Biel because this this person has has a fine booty, and uh, lo and behold, they turn around and David Spade is it's sitting there, yeah, yeah, and he's like, hey, baby, he and I was like, damn, David Spade, you thick. <laughs> <laughs> Because he Wait, was like, quick. he was down. Was this? I, I, we, I, I think we might get to it if it hasn't already happened. I just want to know though: is is this party before or after the uh, Dave Matthews cameo? That was Dave Matthews. Oh my god! I was trying to figure. I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? For some reason, I was like, does he? Why does he look like Tom Ford or something to me? That was Dave Matthews. Yeah. Oh wow! Was with this like where 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 he was like getting an outfit with Jessica Biel? They were like yeah, shopping I, with Jessica. They're shopping for the party. Oh god! They were shot. Yeah, him remember. and Jessica Biel were like on a, like oh let's go shopping. They like shopping. they weren't shopping for the party, but you were asking was something it right? after that. And I'm trying to think. It might have been after that because there's okay. a there's a montage of them Adam like Sandler and it's a girl's Jessica. day, it's a girl's day. Mm-hmm. like a girl's day so which i think would have happened after the party because i think that's when they would have set that up because okay my bad i thought they were shocking because we, okay. we, really we get a whole scene mm-hmm. okay my bad, get, my bad we get a whole scene at the uh at this gala event um where they're sitting around a table and then <clears throat> a, i don't know like a, an important part of the movie kind of is Nick Swartzen asks uh, kind of Adam Sandler and Kevin James are all at a table about who's top and who's bottom. No, and they then, don't use that term. Oh, right. They what use they the term who's the man and who's the woman because yeah. they're so hetero, dude. They are right. so fucking hetero that they can't right. even understand a gay relationship. There's got to be a man and there's got to be a woman and right. some it's people have to fill those nodes right. within a relationship. And so totally. like, they don't, they, sh- they could have used the word top or bottom or whatever, but no, they're like, and then that joke persists through the rest of the movie yep. is that Chuck is the woman and they constantly call him the woman. And that, that got, to me, right. that got to but, me so much of that, as if there needed, needed to be a woman. That <laughs> in was so a, weird. In a though, gay relationship. What was weird. Cause Brandon said the same thing too. And I was confused because I remember when I, the part that made me wonder who was the man or the woman was um, the parade and they're wearing the shirts. Chuck's shirt says Mr. And uh, Val- Larry Valentine's shirt says Mrs. Oh, oh I thought they both said MRS. Mrs. Oh, wait, did they? Because, because it was uh, Pitt and Timberlake and I thought they were just like, oh, we love them. And I thought they were just like, oh, we're there. Dude, I got to look at it again. I thought I could have sworn could that Adam Sandler was Mr. Because I thought his was blue uh, and I thought uh, Larry's was pink, maybe. Oh, yeah, they were, they were those colors. Oh, okay, maybe I, I'm one of us. Yeah, 
read it differently because yeah, I thought they were they were both. Yeah, you guys are. Whatever. Yeah, but at any rate, it was it is kind of appalling though that they couldn't even figure out another like what a gay couple would actually refer to that as. Right? They're just like, oh, who who's the man and who's the woman? It's like no, well, they're no, both. Nick Swartzen uses the right, I th- right. I, I think appropriate terms, but then Adam Sandler responds by saying you mean man or woman and he's the one that clearly doesn't right right, right. Is, still, is still not on board which is again like we've kind of already mentioned is now becoming a problem like adam sandler you need to be getting on board with this the yeah. fact that you're still struggling with this which then it transforms into the relationship with him and jessica beale right. which again because they're the steps that doesn't deal with shit <laughs> right and and okay i guess it the movie wants us to think that Adam Sandler is becoming more sensitive by hanging out with Jessica Biel, but that's not the case. That would be in line with this movie being better is that Adam Sandler really needs to start getting on board with the fact that he's in a, you know, in a gay relationship so that he can help his friend just even to help his friend. Like he isn't a gay man. Like that's the, that's also the thing about this is it's like, it's, he's not really getting over a whole lot because he's not really changing. You're, you're but the t- fact, yeah. But the fact that he is still struggling with this. Yeah. It just, and again, goes into the relationship. Yeah. It just makes it like, okay, well he didn't, I, I'm hard pressed to find out, like to think about or think of what, adam sandler learned or what really beneficial message he brought to this movie at all by the yeah. way that his character kind of unfolds well, I, you're totally touching on it man I, I and i would agree because his issues seem to be more with just how to be a good friend to larry and then to fall in love and settle down seem to be his more his main concerns and then just by osmosis of mm. the circumstances he's able to become a more tolerant heterosexual man of like gay culture and gay marriage by just almost happenstance of him helping out his friend. But he it seems like he is more concerned. Yeah. He's just so much more concerned with Jessica Biel and almost the movie is more concerned with like him. Yeah. Just is the friendship with, with Larry, which could have been like, fine. Like, I don't know if that, if that could have been even explored in a different way or something too, or, or maybe to certain people it, 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 it got the point across, but uh, just how haphazardly they did handle some of the stuff in terms of like how they were handling um, commentary on gay rights was just hap. It was haphazard. It was just not handled in a way that was responsible and knowledgeable. And it was just throwaway. And yeah, at the end he just looks towards the crowd and it's like, don't say this word. And that that, yeah. sol- that solved it. He's like, "Don't use that word anymore." And that was that was the answer. And mm. and that and that fixed everything. And it, I got yeah. I just got a lot more out of just Ving Rames, just being Ving Rames in this movie. Yeah. This his character. I think I got I got what I needed needed from that. Um, because also too, Adam Sandler got what he needed out of like out of the situation or what he should be getting out of this you know, what's happening in the movie is that him coming to terms with a fireman, just like him can be gay and that's okay. And you're going to like, mm-hmm. accept and they're not going to appear like a stereotypical gay, gay man. It's just like, that was a, right. that was an important totally. lesson found in this movie. Cause so much was reinforcing stereotypes that it was just like deceiving Rames come forward. And, and he was just like ready to fight him thinking he was just like this big, tough hetero man like him. Yeah. 
and then that that veil dropped i think was important to be in this in this movie um as yeah. as as well um god my cat is just meowing meowing back there uh for my attention it just gets so distracting meow 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 um <laughs> The one part when they come out of the, yeah, they come out of that party and there's a bunch of people protesting um, gay marriage and uh, someone says like homosexuality is an, is an abomination. And then I think Nick Swartzen says that jacket's an abomination. This is where he punches Rob Cordry. Punches Rob Corddry for saying uh, the the gay, yeah, the F word, gay, the gay slur that he just like gay that Adam Sandler had been using earlier on in the movie too. So it's like I, that is signifying change for him, and that was change yeah. that at this time, I guess in two thousand seven, and and still for a lot of people now, of course, too is is a big is a big step to make is is that version of tolerance, I, I guess. But I don't know. I know yeah. in no way like that's a good thing to call out though, James, because like. I think something to Mike Aludi, like, uh, or at least a feeling that I got when Mike was describing this movie and the message that it's providing about, uh, you know, being open to um, gay marriage and gay people in general. And for dads, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it kind of it speaks their language mm-hmm. to see to where, see Adam Sandler pretty much talk directly to the camera, like, mm-hmm. don't say this, like, that's not OK, which is. To some Even though I just used I it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, again, you were saying that the reason he used that earlier and now he's not using it is that mm-hmm. it shows change. Right. So yeah, it again, is, I'm just, I, I agree with Mike that there is, if you look at it in a particular way, I think it is effective to in informing a particular type of heterosexual man in, in America about, I don't, that's where really kind of like is a point of contention or where things break apart. It's like, again, what you're providing and, and in what way you're providing it. Cause there's definitely an assemblance there, but I, it's so lazily just like with the jokes in this movie doesn't, it doesn't fully commit. It doesn't right. fully get into it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. There's no weight. This is such a seemingly weightless yeah. movie. It's right? so much more just concerned and insular with Chuck and Larry and not the gay cause. And the gay cause is just like auxiliary to them getting their story through in certain ways. I, you know, it, it, it settles on it for a second with Nick Swartzen, Ving Rhames and Kevin James's son primarily. And, I yeah I the, those there's success and failure I think when within each of those characters unfortunately in terms of how they're portrayed um yeah. but in terms of Chuck and Larry like yeah beyond beyond that like I don't know just having some sort of yeah uh lived in real like uh realistic somewhat sort of gay gay character that could have guided them in a more knowledgeable responsible way could have served this movie in, in cer- certain ways, or I don't know. Cause yeah, again, birdcage, you see a uh, gay people, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, uh, going through difficult times when Gene Hackman, the kind of more like the straight man. Yeah. And, and, and conservative. conservative yeah. Like is he comes across as hateful and everything. That's not the main character comes as, as hateful. It's like another auxiliary character. And then you get to see 
some of the, our more main characters deal with it and you empathize with them rather than like, oh, our main character is having a hard time just loving these loving these people in a way that would like if as, as if you just love his uh, fireman buddies or something. But then you, the second half of this movie attempts to go through that transition, and I, I know that one of the one of the parts that I thought was. Yeah, maybe this is jumping ahead, but I think this is a good scene to talk about in this, in this in this moment too. And I thought was effective was the Ving Rhames scene, and then the scene where they find out that there's a petition to remove them from the firehouse. And then there, Kevin yeah. Kevin James approaches the group of guys with this letter and dresses them down <laughs> one by one. And this is this was like almost too good of a of a part in this movie. Like it was almost like. I just, it, it almost didn't belong because I was so Kevin used James. to, I was so used to this. Yeah. He played it very well. And I was, I was so used to just like the other, all this other bullshit in this movie that when this came across, I was like, wow, they fucking nailed it with that, that message yeah. of like, Hey, you remember when you broke your fucking leg and we dragged you out and saved your fucking life? That was super gay. Wasn't it? Yeah. And it's like, and then he goes to the next person and just like talks about all the shit that like that contributes to their friendship, all the stuff that they've done for each other. And now, yeah, all of a sudden those, all these guys are willing to throw it away because um, of their relationship and and their life choices and their lifestyle and everything like that. And I, it was, it was very effective and it, and they put a button in it without saying a stupid fucking joke at the end really either, except Bing Rames kind of mm-hmm. laughing the whole time, the perfect person that should be laughing at all this stuff, you yeah, know, absolutely. and maybe the one guy like shitting his pants and stuff like, that's embarrassing for him, right. which he should be embarrassed in this moment. They should all fucking be embarrassed for themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's where the heart was successful. And when the firemen kind of came back to support their buddies, I think their yeah, those guys' transition into acceptance was pretty effective in a short amount of time. Um, yeah, within, the, within this movie to, to give it, give it that and well yeah because i feel like they kind of had to because the movie was starting to get to the point where now steve buscemi's character is gonna get like a little bit more um i guess like detective-y and like start kind of like bringing them in because eventually they do have to go and right go to answer. Trial. exactly mm-hmm. right yeah. like they're and and so they, they, if it would be kind of weird if like all of a sudden at the court, finally, all the guys are there supporting them, you know? Yeah, and the, the way that it's found yeah. out is through the newspaper. There's the first news clipping I wanted to, wanted to share after the uh, after Cordry gets punched is, this is just a great headline, Gay Basher bashed at Gay Bash. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that one. That was, Very that's a good, good joke. That was, Very there's, good. there's some good, good newspaper uh, clipping stuff, but then the way that... Their story starts to unravel as 16 women come forth and say they've slept with Mr. February. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Which is which is Chuck. And even so, so recent as to like the morning of the wedding uh, yes. that he got married to Larry. Some ca- Canadian. There's like twins in Canada or something like that. Yeah. Twins! Yeah. <laughs> got a thing for those twins. I guess know? so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah. I, I, and this is like close after he has like a little moment with uh, Jessica Beale, and they're just like they're girls, so they're hanging out, and they're oh yeah, you know what girls do? They just they make uh, bracelets that say "girls rule," and they drink wine. That's what girl. That's what they do. They that's what yeah. they, you know. They like to make little bracelets. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, then that gets kind of hot and heavy, and that's that's where that 
Uh, and then, you know, it's she, that's where she's kind of off put by things too. And whether they should, cause she's kind of getting a whiff of like, Oh, I don't know. This guy seems, yeah. seems pretty hetero. And, uh, but then there's like this moment where she questions it. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, fuck it or whatever. I'll, I'll be fine. Like she just, she, I don't know. She just has no, no agency, no, no sort of, of mind of her own and what she's doing. She's just purely there for, um, just what they want for Adam Sandler's character. And she doesn't push back in any sort of real, real sort of way to, uh, Sandler's advances. I, I think in terms of like, they're actually being drama between them. Um, it's really just, she gets them through the next part of the, the plot and yeah. both like the gay marriage sense and then the romantic sense for, um, for Chuck. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Someone says they don't speak Guyanese at some point. Uh, Oh, the, the fight that they have on top of the rooftop. There's that where Chuck and Larry are getting pissed at each other. Cause Chuck is like really feeling serious about Jessica. B. is like, I finally want to settle down, man. Like, let me settle down. And Kevin James is like, just do one thing for your fucking friend. Like, just do this thing for me. You said you were going to do it and you're not, um, you're not doing it. And uh, then they then they storm. He storms off, and before he leaves, he says, "You know all those jokes I was laughing at. Oh, oh never mind. You know all those jokes that I was laughing at. I was faking it. <laughs> I thought, what oh, are you? Goes, you're a monster. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're thinking, Mike? That's what that's funny, but I think that's what he says before he says oh, okay. you're a monster. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really great because it's just about like jokes. I, I thought I thought that was funny. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just all over through my notes. There's another part that I laughed a lot at. There's these little bits that have nothing else to do with the movie with, um, these people that just come in randomly. There's this guy that comes for career day, uh, oh, at, yeah. at oh, Kevin yeah. James's kid's school before Kevin James goes on as the firefighter. There's this one guy who works on like wall street or something. Yeah. And he's just saying like tax dividends and blah, blah, blah. he's <laughs> like saying very boring stuff and like any questions and no one has any questions. You, the line is because it's very boring stuff and he's like any questions there never are yeah yeah <laughs> uh i thought that was uh that was really uh, great i love that scene too i would just come in and i think mike came in uh at a when i was watching that sequence and it was so, there i laughed really hard too yeah because kevin james gets up and instead of asking him about being a fireman they ask him about being gay so it's a bunch of kids being like yeah. If I'm not attracted to <laughs> girls, am I gay or something? <laughs> yeah. <You know> <laughs> oh, the one kid, the one kid that I thought that was actually funny, where he's like, he's like, do you have two jobs? Because my dad says you also work as a butt pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's like, you are married to a woman. Does that make you a lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> like, were you at once a lesbian? I don't know. When kids say it, it's funny, it's like when adults who should know better. Right, yeah, exactly. That's where the butt pirate. Yeah, a kid saying butt pirate is really funny. (laughs) Who says something? I was it like uh, Dan Aykroyd. Someone was saying something about like getting someone uh, someone interested in girls or whatever, and he's like, "You'd have a better chance getting Colonel Sanders interested in burgers." Yeah, yeah. that was that was was talking. So. What is it? It's like he's a coach or something because Kevin James goes to the school. And then finds out from the guy who is the lead in Grandma's Boy, 
Oh, it's like, that's right. He goes, he, he yeah. accosts him and says, like, why is isn't my son? Why isn't my son in you know in X sport? And he's like, hints at we don't want you. Like, right, we we're good. Yeah. We're good. You're not included anymore because you're gay. And then he gets in a fight with him. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The um the little boy gets in a fight and like does the splits and punches him in the balls. Yep. Yeah, the bull, yep. the bully guy's like, Your your dad's gay, and so are you. And then he like then he like does the splits and like punches him right in the dick. And then starts <laughs> and tap dancing. Tap yeah. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good. Yeah. I like I, I thought honestly, that was pretty great. Yeah, I was like, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, right. He at one point the kid says fabulous too, which I liked a lot. I like that word fab fabulous. Ewey. Ewey. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> but then they make fun of him for saying it. it's like, what's wrong with saying Ewey? He's like, you can't say Ewey in this house. Like, I know either. Adam like, Sandler just makes yeah. 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 it's like, oh come on. It's like whatever. But uh this around this time, this is also where Smigel as the postman. It's after he says all his puns. It's the scene after. And then they're like having a moment, I think, Chuck and Larry. And then he's looking through the window and he just says, handle with care. Yeah. yeah. And they're like hugging. Or something. I thought that was so funny. And then there's another moment where I think Kevin James answers his phone at the house. And he instead of saying hello, he says balls and wieners. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I think he had a stroke. Yeah. Like, no, that's what? just what. He's got a daughter yeah. there too. I don't know. Yeah. It's not all balls and wieners. Answer the phone. How yeah, just, just, yeah. How about you just answer the phone like a regular fucking person? <laughs> they just like, they cut the blooper in or something. I just didn't get it. It was like, what? what? Um, yeah, that was like the 25th taken at that point. They're just like balls and wieners. Oh. I just fucking take the last one. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty much all my notes until like the big uh, scene at the end where they're. Uh, at that really interesting looking room, like board, like not a, sorry. A, what, what would Boardroom. you, yeah. Court, like a, yeah. Like a council yeah. Yeah, chambers, like a, but yeah. the, it's like lit in a weird way. I don't know. It just looks like <laughs> kind of gl- more glitzy than, than anything. And like a set. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Cause it just doesn't, yeah. It just doesn't look like official. Like they and the way that they handle no. things is just so blase. They interview them separately. They have one person yeah. leave. And they interview them when they're in, in there. And, and it's almost like a dating game kind of questions of like, who's the better cook? <laughs> and it's like, what is the fuck does it have to do with it? In the court. And I'm just trying to see if they like live. Yeah. You know, the proceeding transpires to a point where Steve Buscemi's like, you guys should kiss. Yeah. Like, oh my no, God. Yeah. That blew- what the fuck would that ever happen inside of a courtroom? And- and and Jessica Beale protests like twice. She's like Jessica Bidet. Jessica Bidet. <laughs> um, she like protests once. She's like, no, no, this is unacceptable to ask my client to do this. This is ridiculous. And then like Nick yeah. Swartzen's like, oh yeah. Nick Swartzen's like, yeah, do it. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, you can't. That's not a, that's unacceptable. There's there's no way. And then everyone starts cheering. And they're like, yeah. Woo. And then it goes to a close up on her. She's like, just fucking do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. I changed my just mind. Guess. Who cares? Yeah. 
I was like, what a lawyer, man. Like what a fucking backbone. She doesn't, she doesn't have any sort of like say, like even when she does have an opinion that's different than everyone else, everyone's just like, shut the fuck up. Just like say yes with us. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry. I almost had a thought for myself there. Jeez. Um, but yeah, this, this is a kangaroo court, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. It's, it, it's yeah. just, it's silly. Like all the, all the firemen stuff was like kind of funny, I guess, of like when it would cut to them and, and yeah. some of their reactions and, um, sticking up for their, their buddies. And, uh, I think Ving Rhames standing up and, uh, coming out of the closet kind of to his, uh, fellow firemen was just a good, he's just such a fucking good actor, dude. I, it's just like, some of this stuff just almost doesn't belong because it's just so it comes across as real. And he's just like, yeah, like you got a problem with that. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone sticks up for him. Dan Aykroyd has this big speech that's just out of fucking nowhere. Yep, that's right. I was there, too. I knew everything about it. And I uh, and I was a co-conspirator and everyone else um, in solidarity. It was like, well, yeah, yeah I, was at the, they- I was at the wedding. and. I picked so the is dresses. That how, is that how it goes? Because it, I, is it they, they went. They don't get in trouble, right? They all go to jail, um, because they for, they're like kiss, 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 and right when they're about to kiss, Dan Aykroyd's like, wait, just a minute, and uh, then he stops the whole thing, reveals the truth that that they're straight and whatever, you, and, and all that stuff, and then he says that he knew the whole time, so he's like, you're gonna have to put me in jail too. And all the right, firemen yeah. are like, you're not to put, and they all put, they put them all in jail. Uh, and yeah, like the daughter at one point, oh, I just, I just remembered, like, she was like, uh, dolphins are also, uh, like to mate with the same sex and all these other species. And then like cephalopod, I don't know, something like that. And then Steve Buscemi walks up to some guys like, remember me not, and remind me not to go skinny dipping with dolphins. <laughs> and the guy like looks at him like fuck you <laughs> like everyone just hates this guy <laughs> I, just, I like people's reaction to steve buscemi like it was like yeah you're a weirdo shut the fuck up <laughs> um and he also at one point right before the whole proceedings begin he takes his gum out and takes a little the wrapper from the gum and puts it in his uh fanny pack he's like i'm gonna save that gum for later <laughs> yeah fucking weirdo he's so weird total um, fucking weirdo yeah so that's uh there's this oh and there's this really really terrible use of split screen at this point like really really bad where there's missing portions of the screen and like it's not a full split screen when di- there's different interviews of like the individual interviews yeah. of them like really bad split screen where it shows like boxes of them like kind of flying around yeah. like a simple like powerpoint presentation i'm like mm-hmm. this is really this is like bad ratio. Like it's really bad. This just doesn't look good. No. Why are we doing this? Stop. Um, yeah. And then at one point, the even this is like so close. After, I mean, it's relatively close after 9-11. And this is the point where, yeah, like New York firefighters um, are like a lot of, in like a lot of like the zeitgeist of of just. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Hero, heroic dudes that we that people yeah. like have a lot of respect for and, and want to. Yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. just in people's consciousness and and everything. But also another person that they say, I forget when, but they say the great mayor Giuliani at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was like, yeah, this is this is pretty close after 9-11. Um it's not though, but and like six, you know. I mean, six, six, you know, six years. 
uh, <laughs> it's Adam Sandler close. You know, he's he's going to jump <laughs> on the ball a bit later. Go. Like I'm saying, it's like everyone he's catching yeah. up. He's, he's he catches up a little bit, a little bit later. Um, <laughs> I, I someone, travel slowly when you're always in Hawaii or on vacation. <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. On the basketball court, sometimes it, it doesn't get there as quick. Um, mm-hmm. Someone calls him Mr. Feb Blueberry. I think maybe Buscemi calls it. I didn't. Th- there was no reason to why. It just was like. Mr. Feb Blueberry? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't get that either. And then it just like wraps the movie up. They uh, <laughs> they decide, like, there's this thing where they decide to make calendars for AIDS research. Yeah, Fire, exactly. Firefighters, uh, the firefighters, in order to pay their debt back to society, according to the guy who was like overseeing the whole, whole dis- dip- deposition, whatever the fuck it was, was like, Oh, you, this is how you're going to like the gate, like the, um, gate, gay supporters come up to gay marriage supporters come up to like the prison cell and have all their signs and everything. And they're like, Oh, this is how they, they really support you. They're going to bail you out. And you just have to repay them or whatever. You have to do a calendar for AIDS research and the movie's over. Okay. Bye. It's just like, it just goes, it just goes. Right. That's what I'm saying is that it didn't seem like they really got in trouble, like that no. much trouble. Uh-uh. Like no. the whole time they're leading up to this event, it's like, see, it's like, Oh, you're going to be in big trouble. This is going to be bad. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. They go to jail. They have to make a calendar, which they've already done that in the past. Yeah. And I don't even really remember much with Jessica Beale and him, how that like really wraps up. I think I was just like trying to run out of the room or, or something like that, but they, uh, well, yeah, Lan- Lance I mean, shows up. As- that's cool. Uh, right. Yeah. A gay icon. Um, fuck yeah. I think yeah, he has the same birthday I mean, as me. No oh, shit. Yeah. Wow, nice. So. Yeah. Um, Oh fuck. I just forgot. What oh, my bad say. dude. No, no, it's okay. Um, Wrapping up with the movie. Yeah, with uh, Adam Sandler and Jessica Biel, anything with that. I mean, uh, oh, you Kevin James' uh, say, yeah. son in the musical, you know, I guess mm-hmm. there was some stuff with that. Yeah, so I mean, Adam Sandler wins, like, you know, in the end, right? Everybody wins. It's a really soft landing. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, a easily digestible movie. Thanks, it's hetero in- man. Thanks, yeah. hetero man. Things got a little bit better for you. <laughs> i mean he's fucking at the beginning of the movie and fucking at the end of the movie i mean it's yeah. a win for the sandman yeah win for the sandman he yeah <laughs> um yeah and that was that was it that was uh i now pronounce you chuck and larry this um this podcast is called the polarized podcast and the reason it is is because of these reviews so we're going to get into mm-hmm. some uh some critic reviews of critics that did not like this movie signifying the 14% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so I'm going to go through some little blurbs uh, from them and, part. and see see uh, how they feel about it. Let's start with uh, the Wall Street Journal. Nice. On Metacritic, they attribute them a 10 out of 100. Uh, Joanne Kaufman says, In under two hours, the synthetic, insufferable, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, manages to insult gays, straights, men, women, Children, African-Americans, <laughs> Asians, pastors, mailmen, insurance adjusters, firemen, doctors, and fans of show music. That's championship stuff. It's <laughs> the most backhanded compliment. I was almost like made it sound like a compliment. Like that's you're a champion of fucking making fun hate. of people. Yeah. Hate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, 25 out of 100. 
Uh, no comedy this year can beat this dud for mealy-mouthed hypocrisy. Ooh. Ooh, spicy. Straight to the point. Just dunking Doug. on it. Um, TV Guide Magazine, Ken Fox, a 38. And what can only be described as a throwback to the awkward gay farces of the 70s and 80s, think the Ritz and Partners, this painfully uncomfortable buddy comedy trips all over itself to say something positive while still managing to offend. Worse still, it's just not funny. Not funny. It's not funny. Uh, Los Angeles Times, Kevin Crest, 40%. Fails to deliver on its main promise of big laughs, which is the film's truly unforgivable sin. That's kind of a little pun to homosexuality right there. Yeah, Mm. it looks like someone else needs some lessons on intolerance. Mm, Yes. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, Lisa uh, Lisa Schwartzbaum. Myself, I felt victim. No, she gives a 42%. She says, myself, I felt victimized by the stereotype shtick of reliably grading Rob Schneider as a Canadian-Japanese wedding chapel minister from SNL cast off hell. But maybe that's just because this movie encourages sensitivity by hitting everyone over the head with its humor hammer. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Alliteration. Um, let's, uh, maybe one more. Well, this is kind of in the more middling from, uh, New York times is the 50%. Uh, Manola Dargis sporadically funny, casually sexist, blithely racist, and about as visually sophisticated as, as a, about as visually sophisticated as a parking garage surveillance video. Wow. That's what we come for with the critic. I, this is where I love critics reviews. Cause they're like, they're good writers, man. They know, how yeah. to, they know how to lay on those sick burns. Um, we're going to move over to audience ratings here from the 69% uh, audience um, camp over here on Rotten Tomatoes. On Amazon reviews, where I pull from, it's got uh, we got two thousand two hundred uh, ratings. Seventy nine percent of them are five stars, with an average of four point six out of five um, for this movie stars. I'm gonna go strictly five stars here for for all the people that really like it. Um, let's see here. Let's start with SW titled Side Splittingly Funny Movie. This was reviewed in 2007. We saw this in the cinema and we were just howling with laughter all the way through it, as was everyone else around us. People were actually laughing so much that they were doing that embarrassing snorting thing you can't help sometimes. Without doubt, Adam Sandler's funniest movie to date and our fave comedy of this year. Okay, all right. Let's take a chill pill. Um, this is from bones titled best Adam Sandler ever. I laughed my butt off all through this movie. Adam Sandler and Kevin James together equals hilarious. I don't think there was a dull moment in this entire movie. Don't let the kids see it. Definitely not subject matter that kids should be seeing. I've watched pretty much every Sandler movie that's come. And this is by far the funniest one yet. He's outdone himself this time in comedy. The wedding scene has to be the best part of the movie. That's how we roll. I must have hit a rewind. I must have hit rewind a good five times before I could finally hear what he said after he lets it fly because I was laughing way too hard. And so was everyone else in the house. HD quality, five stars, simply great video. I don't recall much of any grain or bad video in the movie. Sound, 
I'd say five stars, crisp and clear through the whole movie. Music was exceptionally clean and crisp. <laughs> Some of these seem like they're rebuttals to critic reviews. Like, yeah. specifically calling it out. See, it, right, but I, I think that's also they're flying in the face of maybe your opinion, right? Mm. A little bit where you are like, you know, it seems in opposition because it's such a stark contrast, which is really what, you know, this True. podcast it can be yeah. about, right? Is yeah it, yeah, it almost seems like these people are joking themselves to have such a reverence for this movie. But I think there is, there is stuff there that it makes sense that those people exist. It's just hard to consider them at times because you can just get so like, yeah. well, this movie's stupid. <laughs> This is a dumb movie. <laughs> I think that's very common with the movies that we talk about here. And some of like the rhetoric in terms of, of these reviews will be defensive, especially for like something that might be considered like a cult classic or something. People have been feeling like they have had to defend it and take ownership of it in order to prop it up as something that's almost a part of their identity because so many other people don't like it. They're almost like, well, this must be very singularly almost like me and re representation of who I am. If it's right. doesn't represent other people, I, I don't know, even from like certain movies that I, I might like or, or something too, you feel like a certain sense of ownership because it's yeah, almost like this true. little secret that you, that you have that's, yeah. you know, away, away from the world. And then, yeah, you, it, it is interesting though. Yeah. In a reviewer, it's just like anyone who doesn't, who says it's bad, like don't listen to him. Like it's great. Yeah. You're trying to be like convincing you before you even like know uh, maybe you don't know the bad reviews about it or something, but um, right. anyways, I'll do a couple more uh, from JR in parentheses, not from Dallas is what oh, JR okay, gotcha. wants to let us know. Not JR, not from Dallas. Good. I was thinking the Dallas JR. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were I mean, all, usually we were all thinking yeah. it. Mm -hmm. He clarified um, titled very funny and a great cast. Uh, this movie is hilarious. Kevin and Adam compliment each other very well. I also thought Jessica Biel was very good too. Of course, it doesn't hurt that she is very easy on the eyes. I thought the plot was very good and the acting was well executed. I found myself laughing out loud numerous times through the entire movie. The Blu-ray quality was better than the DVD and the colors were bright and crisp. I was so excited when they released this to Blu-ray because I wanted it for my collection. Get this movie. You will be happy with your purchase. That's right. Uh, maybe like a couple more from Party Boy titled Super Funny. Five stars. This movie's real good. Funny as hell. I've always been a big fan of Kevin James from his TV series, King of Queens. Every movie Dude, that Kevin does good... is, is quite funny. He's one of my favorite comics. I also like that they wear New York Mets clothes in the movies. I'm a Mets fan, by the way, worth every penny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Miss Vichy, uh, titled how, how the use of comedy makes a cultural and political and gender statement. Ilt. It took great comedians slash actors to make such a movie. This is for everyone. This is for humanity. This is for teaching. This is for wow. history for centuries to come. She had a dream. Five stars. Um, all right. Let's make this the last one. And then uh, we'll move on to final thoughts and scores uh, from Jaja. Five stars hey. titled. So, so, so funny. Expected it to be okay. Adam Sandler movies can tend to be ridiculous when he plays ignorant and, and unrealistically stupid boneheads from time to time. 
I was kind of expecting that, but I was hoping for a couple of hours by myself so I got a movie I know there was no chance my husband would dare watch with me. Not in a million years. And I was so pleasantly surprised to be laughing out loud over and over again. I absolutely loved The Light in Loafer's Sun. The Light in the Loafer's Sun. Is, has anyone heard that as like a way of saying you're like good at, at, good at dancing? Oh, I think? Like yeah, Light, light uh-huh. in the Loafer's. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard that. That's kind of, that's uh, fun. Yeah. Light in the Loafer's Sun. She goes on. Uh, oh, no, that's a, that's a term for gay. Right? Oh, shit. Okay, I was thinking like, oh, you're Light in the Loafer's. You're good at yeah. dancing. No, no, that's a gay. Yeah, I think oh, that was a, a oh. way to. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, what, what is that called? What would that term? A term? Yeah, just a like slang? a phrase. Yeah, like a, a phrase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, she goes on, especially when he beat up the bully at school. I about peed my pants. That was one of the <laughs> best fight scenes in film history. Wow. Someone needs to clip that and turn it viral. If you're homophobic, you are going to be uncomfortable a lot in this movie. Not like Brokeback Mountain, but you may want to pass nonetheless. But if you got a sense of humor and you're a normal human being, watch this. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that'll do it for reviews. Uh, Miguel, I will ask you, Mr. Blarge Jr., where would you like to be in the, in the pack of, of uh, final thoughts? You want to go first, second, last? Any preference? I could go first. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm pretty straightforward. Um, kind of yeah, got a lot of my ideas across, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the, in the episode here, but yeah, I, I honestly, I think that like overall, again, like I mentioned that they, they tried to do the pro homosexual film. They tried to make that happen and they definitely missed a lot. But for me, I, I think I definitely agree with some of the the uh, the audience because I, I found some of the jokes funny, but there were definitely like parts of them that were super lazy, definitely a lot of cringe worthy uh, stuff in there. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think like definitely don't think it's like the best of Sandler, or the best of Happy Madison. Um, I actually think quite the opposite. I think they they were quite lazy with this movie. Like, I, I don't think they really tried that hard. I honestly think that they just wrote jokes and then they try to string them together in an hour and a half long feature film, right? Um, but I I don't think, like, I also think because it is Happy Madison, like, the critics are just up their own ass and they, they're literally never going to score a Happy Madison movie high ever, like, ever, right? I don't think they, they would ever do that. Um, just because of like who it is and like the type of humor that it is. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, am I supposed to give a score? I forget if you yes. guys. Mm-hmm, yeah. Come on, it's, Mike, you're a veteran at this <laughs> point, baby. Well, I forget the scale though. The oh, just uh, are out of a hundred, out of a hundred. Yeah. Yep. Out of a hundred being okay, best okay. zero being worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think I'm like, I'm probably at like a solid, like 60, 62%. I think. Again, I don't think I could go Which higher. I'll say 60. I'll say 60. Okay. Yeah, it's a 60%. Um, and I think oh, it's yeah. because I think 14 is like way too low. Like you should definitely give credit to like the type of movie that they were making, right? Like this slapstick, like typical Happy Madison. But then if I'm comparing it to the other Happy Madison movies, like it's not at the top for me at all. <laughs> like it wouldn't even be in the top five. Um so, so yeah, I don't know. 
I, I do. I do like it though. I think. I think it was funny. I could definitely watch it and laugh and like enjoy it. Like I'm not going to be like this movie sucks and like turn it off. But like sure. I said, I think I even mentioned in this that I zoned out for sure parts oh, of the yeah. movie because I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like what? What is even happening? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, sixty percent. Stamp it. Put it in the bank. Stamp it, not baby. A, not yeah, not a bad score. I mean, it's so in my mind, usually if if it's above fifty percent, you could like reco it, right? Yeah, I would say like if you someone know? were to ask me about it at work or something, like, oh, is that movie funny? Like, do you, like should I watch it? Like, yeah, if you're like got nothing going on, like it's a funny movie. Totally. Go for it, Brandon. Brandini. I'll finish it off as the bad guy. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So when I first saw this, so I watched it twice and I'm, thank God I did this really. Within the past week? Yep. I gained a newfound appreciation for this, you know, some of the comedy and lightheartedness of it, because I think something that resonates me uh, with me is is that uh, I think, again, there's a particular type of audience that this is for, and that audience speaks a language that this film gets, and it isn't, it, it's dated for sure. And it's not an appropriate way of speaking, but the underlying message there is of acceptance and is of like, this is, you know, it, it's okay with it. I'm just so apprehensive of even saying that. Cause at times you're like, and we've talked about it. You're like, are you okay with this? I don't, I don't think you are. Um, but in final summation though, like I do think this movie has some heart. Uh, it, yeah and then yeah i mean the biggest thing too is i'm i feel like i'm giving like four thirty percent to my score just for ving rames <laughs> and, and who he is in this movie i think i would give that like a 30 percent like added into it and because yeah i just dug the shit out of it because it's it's funny it was genuinely funny stuff going on. It really got to where the, like what the movie should be about. Like it, he almost brought in these glimpses of like, Oh, there's a different movie here. And uh, I wanted to, you know, experience that movie. And which is really a slight on this movie because, Oh, I wanted this movie to be another movie. So let me get to my real score is, is that it's, there's so many dumb jokes that suck and aren't funny. I it's racist too. I love the critics, you know, that one critic say like listing out all of the uh, things that it uh, like flies in face of, or doesn't understand uh, or is just like can come off as mean spirited about, um, yeah like that i i get that i get that totally that this movie is um immature and just sometimes not funny just <laughs> not funny uh so i'm gonna give this movie a 41 percent all right wow Wow. So, so anybody so doing 30 that, for being rames and then 11 for <laughs> everything else the actual movie so the movie yeah. gets 11 percent it's literally a worse score than the critics <laughs> thank god for ving rames and i i mean i'd have to i'd have to second that um how i took some of those better parts of it though it's it's strange it's like 
it almost, yeah, this, that kind of stuff like just didn't belong in this movie. And it almost was upsetting because the negative aspects of this movie, everything leading up to those good moments, it almost made those good moments feel disingenuous because it would just undercut it with something else after or con contradict it with how certain characters would behave. And so I, I, I had no point in this movie, like thought, like I like this movie, I enjoy it. And I would like to be a part of this viewing experience again. It was, uh, it was, it was something that from, from the top, I, I knew that the energy and the type of jokes and what they were trying to do with it was not going to be for me. And, uh, I, it just seems outdated even at the time that it, it came out in terms of like how, how the types of humor was being handled in terms of how it treats, how it treats people. And I know that's just kind of like his, his brand in, in a lot of ways, but in, in this viewing, I could not get past, uh, the like overall kind of more hate driven sort of bully kind of, uh, version of, of some of the jokes. And it was, uh, like it's almost upsetting to see how throwaway it is and how devil may care they are having their own way of producing a movie that they don't have to have any checks and balances of how certain things come across at this time. And they're able to just put whatever they want into a movie of like whatever sort of uh, jokes that, that can come across as, as just not just cringe, but also like, uh, like does more harm than good. Like I, I get that it wants to do good and that it's like trying to teach like tolerance and that it's trying to, in some, in some way. And it's trying, and it's trying to end with a positive note of acceptance, but in, in certain ways, I'm trying to just question if it does more harm than good. Like if it's, yeah. if it's actually like misrepresenting things and not, not being truthful about, uh, about others and doing it just very haphazardly. And, um, maybe I need to lighten up. Like maybe, maybe I, I just need to, uh, just just relax a bit on in, on certain things but you know just from my viewing experience and in my own subjective opinion opinion i didn't have a a good time in this comedy and i think that's where like the it, it is even harder to sit through something is a comedy that's not hitting the right, right notes for you and um even another one for me that other people like is you don't mess with the zohan it's like that one is kind of similar for me it's like where i was and I remember we're sitting watching that movie just being like, yeah, this is, this is not hitting for me. And other people like love that one. It's just like, okay, well it's just, uh, it's just not tickling my, my, uh, funny bone. Um, and the things that do are really random, like the Schmary sh Schmalentine stuff. And like, that's <laughs> the, that's the kind of little gold nuggets of, of Sandler humor that, um, I think will be in every single one of his movies. And I think I would get a chuckle out of any of his movies that you were to, you were to plot me down in front of and watch. Cause he's, he's got a, he's got the funny bone in his body and it's, it's still there, but this subject matter, um, I, I, I would not sign up for, I, I, uh, I, uh, think that it is a bad movie, bad, bad movie says, uh, says the forever mm. guest, uh, James over, over here. And I'll just cut it short there because I, I feel like, yeah, I've, I've, uh, we talked enough about the movie. My overall thing is, 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 is just that. Yeah. They, they want to be champions for gay marriage and it, and it just comes across as almost patronizing. 
uh, rather than uh, like sincere. And like, it just seems like, oh, we can fit this into a movie and have it be a storyline rather than like actually uh, what the movie about is about. And it's more about this dude, Chuck, which I don't give a fuck about um, at, at least that. And uh, yeah. And I, and I also think like, I don't have a lot against this premise. I think there's a funny version of this, a funnier version of this premise for me that could work in, in something like a birdcage or something. But um, I'm going to give this a 5%. Yes! Slam dunk <laughs> on it, baby! Yeah! Jugularity, you got banished to the polarized kingdom! Um, yeah, so this is just, metal, this is dude. one that's yeah. like, I never want dude. to watch again. If this is in a room, I will walk out, like, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't it it makes me like ugh, like re- retreat like recoil from the screen of like ugh. Um, but I'm I'd be down to try another Adam Sandler uh, movie, maybe one of his <laughs> newer ones uh, sometime, and see if like uh, see if I'm still into something of his. But uh, yeah, I still like that. He's on the ice. Is, is, <laughs> You're on notice, Mr. Sandler. I still yeah. would like to go on record that it'd be fun to play basketball with him sometime. If he ever wants Very to play true. basketball, I would be super down to get an assist from he seemed I've seen clips of him like doing some sick assists. He's a good passer. Oh, he's a baller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, uh Large Jr., Mike Sims, to uh thank to you. join us again. It was uh it was a true pleasure. I'm I'm glad you got a mix of a different kind of movie. I really love uh, when you come on. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it's just always always a good good time. I hope you enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Um, I hope I don't talk too much. I feel like I just talk too much sometimes on this podcast. I hope oh, I. Oh, you're a host. No, it's literally your job. You're Someone's got to keep the train. Going. Yeah, you're driving the ship, man. This could I be like a meditation that. podcast. We could just like be quiet and Dude. do some breathing exercises yeah. in the middle or something yeah. like that. And I could like a little, little Patreon, like little little Patreon intermission and go, okay, now we're take a break. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll explore. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> no um, breaks this episode, by the way, look really at us. Very wild. Cause we, what, what's the time on this? Um, well, I mean, we, uh, three hours. Yeah. But I think, I think it's like closer to two. Cause we had a, we had some time getting ready in that old Twitch stream that we got going on. And then before we actually started the record, it, I think it was more like almost like 40, 30, 45 minutes. Oh yeah. You had the a, phone call. You had the phone call. Yeah. I had to take right when yeah. you, right when you think you're about to start recording or start to do something, you get that phone call and it just, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's what right. happens. Ain't it the truth. <laughs> you just get that phone call. You know, you're just about to take a shower. It's like, oh, the, the, someone's at the door. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. You guys I mean, know what I'm talking I'm about. Not- you guys, you want to go see my stand-up where I talk about everyday things? <laughs> you ever just about to do something? Someone calls you on the phone? Oh, you can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, the one joke stand-up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I forgot oh, to you turn guys never- off. That doesn't happen to you? Oh, just me. Run. Okay. Oh, everyone's just like, no, that doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Just me. Okay. Well, okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, it's just me then. Okay. Oh, just me. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, um, thank you no, to yeah, Polarize uh, listeners. Yeah, let's you. let's thank now you. announce our next film of, uh, yes. of our great canon of, of uh, work that we've gotten so far. We will now travel to another uh you know movie around the same time uh it is 
a drama slash musical from 2006, Little Diddy called Step Up. And we will be doing it next week with, I believe, our good friend, Kayla will be joining us. Um, nice. Uh, a legend in the, in the polar kingdom. That's I believe has only been on one episode or uh, about a boy episode. If uh, you care to check him out, he's a cool dude. Listen to that episode. Um, and we'll be, we'll be back for that. Step up is a 21% uh, rating from the critics and a 83% rating from the audience. I'll read the synopsis. <laughs> Tyler Gage played by Channing Tatum has been in and out of trouble for most of his life. And after finding himself before the judge again, he is sentenced to 200 hours of community service, mopping floors at the Maryland School of Arts. The stakes, folks. He quickly catches the eye of Nora, Jenna Dewayne, Dewan, a gifted ballet student who is trying to use hip-hop moves with her classical routines. After some initial hesitation, Nora convinces Tyler to help her with her dance routines, and the sparks fly. Yes. It's going off next Definitely week. Definitely tuning in for that one. Please join us next week for Step Up. Um, I have been your sweet forever guest, James the Lindsay, mm-hmm. and this has been the great Brandini, my co-host. You can reach yes, us at Polarize Pod on Twitch, Polarize Pod on Twitter, Polarize the Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a line request idea for a movie, uh, anything at all, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for, again for joining us. Brandon, is there anything else you'd like to share? Ooh, no, join us next week. Yeah. Um, I will say I saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh, so in the spirit of that movie, I won't spoil anything, but I'll just say here at the end, please, people, be kind. And that's all I will say. Thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next we time. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.